Hey, thanks for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. In this episode, we are going to be discussing Dr. Disrespect launching his own new game studio. If you're looking for the section of the video where I talk about that specifically, it will be all throughout the live stream, but we do use timestamps in the description below if you're looking for the little short segment that I do about it. We also are covering the Halo Infinite Battle Royale mode. More information coming out about that. Apparently, it's going to have ties to the campaign. And then Diablo 2 Resurrected Beta right around the corner. We have all the details you need for the window of time as well as what you need to do if you want to play it. So if you're looking for those sections, use the timestamps below. We stream Monday through Friday in the mornings. We usually start around 8.30 a.m. Eastern. Uh, And then we jump right into the topics as well as question and answer with the paying members if you want to submit or if you want to talk in chat, you just need to be subscribed to the channel and that is free. Now, if you missed yesterday, I always like to give you a really, really quick recap. So there is today scheduled the two time looking excellent as always. But yesterday we had a really, really fun day. It's a very lively debate, if you missed it, about Battlefield becoming live service. And we got sort of embroiled into a debate about exactly what these companies do with microtransactions and loot boxes. What makes it right or wrong? What are consumers to do? What should we be asking for with respect to like regulations and rules? It was a really, really good discussion. If you missed that one, you're going to want to watch the front part of that stream the turnout was really really good now if you look at the total view count on these on these last couple of streams you wouldn't know it if you were here lots of people have been here chat's been really active youtube is messing with some stuff in the back end and it's affecting uh the analytics so a lot of that stuff should get fixed in the next couple of days uh if you ever click on any of my videos and it says includes paid promotion just so you know that is referring to some of the contracts that we now have with our sponsors i am not being paid to cover these games or these topics or play these games we also covered the hellblade xbox series x update yesterday and we did deliver the news about no man's sky frontiers i just didn't record it because there wasn't much to say we don't know that much from hello games right now other than the fact that they're gonna be announcing it and then in the afternoon we played hellblade one of my all-time favorite games we played it on the xbox series x there are three options there's resolution mode performance mode and the enriched visuals unfortunately enriched visuals looked phenomenal but it ran at like a 30 fps it was really kind of hard to watch it was almost blurry when you move some people prefer that if you're on a bigger television if you're sitting back on your couch if you're used to 30 fps you might prefer the enriched visuals i found that the resolution mode was a good middle ground it really pushed the resolution up gave me 60 frames per second everything looked phenomenal so if you want to check that out we break that down in the beginning of the video we go through the whole opening and then i kind of play around with the settings you do have to actually go back to the main menu to change those in the xbox Um, Not not in the Xbox, but in the menus of the game. You can't do it while you're playing. You have to go back to main menu, change the graphical setting, and then reload. So don't do that. If you're going to do that in Hellblade, don't start doing that until you get past that initial opening area and you see the little spinner down in the corner, or you're going to have to listen to the entire opening again. And the opening is phenomenal, but... It's not going to really have the same punch if you have to listen to it twice back to back. And then last night I updated uh, a little short there. 
Uh, I'm actually going to do it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to cover the Dr. Disrespect thing. You guys know that I tend to avoid content that is about other people or drama. Uh, That's not really what I want to do. We didn't even talk about... Well, we talked about it. We didn't cover officially with thumbnails, tags, title, or anything the Blizzard Activision lawsuit. There's just certain topics and things that I don't think are are worth um, benefiting from. I, I don't like doing that. I don't want to make money and get clicks and ad revenue off of things that are sort of tragic or, or drama in another person's life. Everybody here knows I have always been a big fan of the of the two time of of the people of the champion right. I was going to say the people's champion, but that's a different person. Uh, Doctor disrespect. I you know I have a I have a massive amount of admiration for him as a content creator. I've always kind of wanted to work with him. I think he's a visionary. I think he and I. Uh, we, we come from similar backgrounds, I, I think, just from the way that he talks and the way that he treats games, and I think we also have very similar ideas about where content creation is going. So I'm very interested in what he's doing, would, would, would love a chance to work with him, not even in content creation, just in the background. I've been covering games for six years, and it'd be really, really fun to be a part of the ground level. So I wanted to cover this, number one, for that reason, but number two, I just think it's actually good news. I think it's relevant news. I think that anybody that's been around for a while knows Doc can be pretty critical of games, but so can we all. And I think a lot of the times people say, man... If I can only make my own game, if you know, if, if only gamers made a game, well, this could be a game, you know, from gamers and for gamers. And I know the guys that play competitively and a lot of the big, you know, tournaments and things that have happened. This could end up being really, really good. Now you have to think about development cycles. I mean, he's made this announcement in the middle near the near the getting near the end of 2021. So I wouldn't expect to see any sort of a game launch for four years, three or four years, if they want it to be a good game. So that, to me, is uh, is an interesting concept. It's definitely something we're going to keep our eye on. We'll probably periodically cover it. I'm sure if there's betas, early access, or trailers, or whatever, we will be here covering it. Now, we were going to play a game called Icarus this afternoon, but another game delay has taken place we were not aware of that. We were going based off of a website that has launch dates that have not been updated. So Icarus got pushed back. I believe the beta goes live on the 28th of this month. It's a really cool looking like PVE survival game. And uh, if you pre-order it, you can play the beta on the 28th. We will be playing Glitch Punk today, which is supposed to open up to early access around noon today. So I'll check that. Now, if we can't play Glitch Punk, I do have a game request for Ratchet and Clank on PS5. I know people have been chomping at the bit for me to jump back in and get closer to the end because the game gets really good. I was doing a lot of sort of completionist style play and I love that game. So if Glitch Punk doesn't open up for early access, we will do the Ratchet and Clank request. The rest of the week, I think we're pretty good starting tomorrow, August 12th, having something to play every day that we don't have to kind of worry about these these random delays happening or the delays that get announced on like Steam and we don't see it until it's day of and I go to install it and I'm like, oops, I probably should have tried to install the game last night, but a lot of the times these games that go into early access you literally go to their Steam page and it's like this game's available in like in four hours or whatever and so we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully have that experience with Glitch Punk. It actually looks pretty, pretty cool uh, and we'll be checking it out. 
Now, if you're here right now in the live stream, there's a variety of ways to support the channel. Hit that subscribe button and the bell button. Make sure your bell button's set to all. Some people aren't getting notifications again. We know YouTube's making some updates. I saw some pretty encouraging stuff very recently on a call with them, and we're hoping a lot of that stuff gets rolled out. But when that stuff gets rolled out, it can kind of fiddle with your settings. So always double check that your bell is set to all uh, instead of personalized, because then it's just going to be really inconsistent. We do the live stream in the morning. We do the gameplay in the afternoon, and I do that little short video in the evening. So if you don't want to miss out on those things so that you're sort of up to date on everything that's happening, we are scheduling the streams now a little bit closer to when we go live. So instead of having a scheduled stream sitting on my channel for like 13 hours that's not happening anymore so you got to kind of show up during the day or rely on notifications or twitter or the discord if you if you've had a habit of like checking the channel night before we don't really have the opportunity to do that now if some of the updates come down the line from youtube i may have ways of letting you know like hey here's what's coming tomorrow we might start using the community tab again to post posts like community posts they say hey here's what's coming tomorrow here's the thumbnail i'm not sure about that just yet uh, we don't. I don't want to flood your feed too much. I'd rather you, you know, be able to check your sub feed every day and have a live ch- a live stream talk show in the morning, a nice little gameplay sample, and then the short video in the evening. And I, I people are gonna people are, aren't gonna believe this until they see it. So let me show you. SNTR Gaming is still continuing to get content every day. Little thirty minute videos. Yesterday we did an early access game, and today. Everyone will be very pleased. Lawn Mowing Simulator, I actually played it, and it's longer than 30 minutes. I think it ends up being like 35 minutes because I wanted to finish uh, the, the the first sort of contract that I got, and uh, Creature told me, he's like, you're going to play longer than 30, believe me. He was kind of joking, but kind of serious. Like He kind of felt like this might be one of those silly games that hooks you. It is surprisingly really fun, so hopefully you guys come over for that premiere later today on gaming. Uh, Yesterday we premiered uh, a new The Distant Light. It is in early access, a little rough around the edges. That video might start to take off later on down the line when more people become interested in it as as they get maybe closer to finishing it. At this time, it's tough for me to recommend that game because it is in pretty rough state. Uh, We also recently put up our Back for Blood. 30-minute split gate clone drone in the danger zone. Don't sleep on that one. That one's really fun. Raji was a viewer request. We put a Dark Souls boss fight over there. I put my Eldest Souls uh, first 30 minutes. That was really fun. So make sure you're subscribed to SNTR Gaming. You get little short snippets of gameplay periodically, and it's a great way uh, to support everything that we're doing. Also, if live streams are tough for you to get here or you like to just get little short news snippets, SNTR Shorts is also available. Uh, and these little short videos, man, sometimes they take off and do really, really well. And that's helpful to me. That's helpful to the SNTR network and everything that we're trying to do here on SNTR Presents. So there's the docket for the day. And then I, I've, been, I've been always making sure to remind you guys right across the bottom is all the various commands that can support the channel. Uh, Get your coffee orders in. Dark Roast will be here soon, but we still have tons of the light roast, so make sure you're getting those orders in. My wife is always kind of pestering me. She's like, get three orders a day. We obviously appreciate everybody who's been ordering and reordering, but we definitely want to make sure we're continuing to put that product out in front of you because a lot of the newer folks haven't even tried it yet. So I may even kind of show you uh, the storefront today just to remind you, say, hey, this is what it looks like. We are working on some bundles to try to encourage people like, hey, here's where the shipping lands. You know, one bag, maybe you shouldn't do two, do three because the shipping goes up the minute you do two. So we'll not be showing you that today. The join button is there for anybody who wants to become 
become a paying member, especially if you want to take advantage of the question command. Shirt, this is one of the first shirts I've ever worn uh, from 80s tees, so I kind of wore it today. It feels like it's got the Dr. Disrespect. You know, we, we love the synth wave and the neon lights and stuff. I mean, I'm a child of the 80s, so I, mean, it's, I, I love his aesthetic, obviously. And so we wore a little, uh, this is one, this is from their, uh, their movies collection over there at 80s tees. So use the shirt command and make sure to use code LONO over there. Glasses command, all of that. I've got a new one today. I'm gonna show you. I've got a new. We got a new sponsor, and I'm gonna show it to you. It's uh, it's a little bit different than sponsors I've done before, but I actually like the product and I use it every day. So uh, I'll show that to you during the stream, and we'll probably have a poll as well in chat. So smash the like button, get things going. I'll be live on the mic in just a second. Thanks so much for being here. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you guys so much for being here and a strong turnout. Not surprising when we got the man himself's name in lights, Dr. Disrespect, making waves yesterday with the news that he wants to start his own game studio. And obviously... If you've ever watched me in the past five or six years, you guys know I am a huge fan of the two-time, not just as somebody who consumes the content. I honestly don't have time to consume content. But as a content creator, I have really, really admired both his perseverance through all the crap that's happened to him, because I know what that's like. I know when the public wants their pound of flesh just because they like to tear down successful people. But also, I, I, I really admire his his vision and the way I, I think he's a visionary in the industry. I think he's really pushed things a lot further than most everybody else. I think there's a lot of really, really great content creation ideas that are going to continue to be born out of what he's doing. Um, champing at the bit. That's right. That's right. I've been champing at the bit for the champion himself. I... I, I I know it's a it, it, it's probably a bit of a pipe dream, but man, I, I still I still think me and the doc could do amazing things uh, within this space, and hopefully YouTube starts equipping that kind of stuff. To be fair, I like to tear down all people, successful or not. There you go, there you go. If uh, yo, good morning, feed. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Dripping in success. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, my favorite was all the people that took the time to take chunks out of Doc whenever he had his, his public controversy, and then they were all quick to pretend they didn't say nasty things about him and be in his tournaments and, and, uh, and, and lick his boots publicly. It was like, wait a minute. It was like just months ago, you, were, you guys were tearing this guy down, but since he's back and better than ever, obviously everybody was, uh, was quick to forget how they had dismissed him. Uh, I took up from him from moment one and thought that the way that a lot of the streamers handled it was nasty. So I've always been in his corner. I'm not. I'm not a fair weather fan. Uh, he should make a shooter game. I mean, knowing knowing the doc, I'm I'm imagining it would be a shooter. Uh, we had some renewed memberships overnight. We had McDiesel, Kronks, Nerdsworth. Thank you guys for renewing those memberships. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank you to anybody who's been ordering the coffee lately as well, or those of you that have just been saying in chat how good it is. We appreciate those endorsements and those reviews, uh, encouraging folks to check out the Rageless Roast. 
Besides you, I've always supported the doc. I appreciate that. He used to work on Call of Duty. Yeah, he was at Sledgehammer Games for a while. I know he helped with some maps. He also helped with community management. So, I mean, he is... uh, He's he's definitely he's definitely a visionary with respect to content creation, but he also knows his way around you know game creation as well. The man understands marketing and promotion. Yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting for YouTube Streamer Simulator. That's the next big thing. <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't PewDiePie didn't didn't he make a game for the iPhone where you could like play? It was like a simulator of being a content creator. I feel like I feel like uh, the Pewds did that. Uh, I feel like Felix did that. Um, hang on, just a second. There we go. I was like, the scene isn't right. So uh, yeah, I don't know if there'll ever be a very you know a market for a video game where you play as the life of a of a content creator. But yo, what's good, Vasilios? How are you? I appreciate you guys being here and having a strong turnout. If you're new to the stream and never been here before, Monday through Friday, we do a video game talk show uh, right here covering a variety of gaming news topics. It is a safe for work broadcast. We also do gameplay in the afternoon. Uh, And today, a little bit of a flying by the seat of our pants. We were supposed to play Icarus. We did not realize it got delayed until the 28th. There's a beta. It's a really cool-looking survival game. So we're going to be looking at Glitch Punk, and we're not sure if Glitch Punk's going to be available either. Ratchet just renewed their membership, and Ratchet is at a Tier 3 doing those requests, and we may end up doing uh, more Ratchet and Clank today for Ratchet. Ratchet, appropriately named, has requested Ratchet and Clank like every time, so we need to make time for that request at some point as well. Um... I don't think I even did it in July, so I think I owe you two, Ratchet. I've been, I've, it's been hard. There were so many games coming out and so much going on. It was really, really hard to uh, to loop back to those requests. Um, if Doc were to make a game, I think it would be either a battle royale or arena type shooter, since there's not a lot of competition for respawn shooters. If I was Doc, if I was in Doc's ear right now, right? If I was his, uh, if I was just like consultant which man I would love to be a part of what they're doing and be just a consultant with respect to you've got to consider what's coming next okay and you have to consider what is streamable okay and I think if I was in his ear I would I would definitely be weighing heavily on arena I think arena is on its way back now obviously they can hold their horses and wait and see just how long Halo Infinite has an impact or a rise or a success or or a player base as well as Splitgate. I believe Arena is on its way back. Also, Apex Legends Arenas, now that they have ranked, I would be keeping an eye on that. I would be taking notes. What's it look like? How's it play on a stream? All these streamers that have left Call of Duty and they're having this bump in viewership, is it purely because of the drama or is it because it's such a good looking game? Like, I would be taking those aspects and analyzing those from the, uh, I'd be analyzing those from the angle of, okay, what is, what is popular, what's growing in popularity and what, what can make for great streams, right? No one streams arenas. 
I'm telling you that, that I would be watching it. I would be keeping an eye on it and just see. Because right now, it may be a giant beneath the surface. Nothing may ever come of Apex Legends Arenas, which would be unfortunate because I think it has massive potential. Everyone's going for the the, the Predator rank in uh, Apex Legends, which that might be why nobody's really streaming it. Um, The other thing you have to consider is unless there's something truly competitive going on, like a tournament or a qualifier or something, a lot of those guys have zero interest. I... Unfortunately, I think Battle Royale has set the tone for so many viewers' expectations. It might be really, really hard for arena shooter live streams to get out of the gate. And if I was Doc, I'd be paying attention to that. I'd be watching that. Can arena shooters, you know, can they break through the the, the live streaming environment? And and I think what Joey B playing is a huge is is a huge aspect here. Arena shooters are better for esports. One of the biggest challenges for H1, PUBG, and Fortnite, and even Apex, is how do you do esports in an environment where there's RNG? How do you do a fair fight where there's where there's randomness and you land and don't get what you need and they land and get what they need and then they win because of it? Like those elements have made the the battle royale genre a really really struggle i think it's been a struggle for them to try to get into anything with respect to esports so again if i'm the doc what's my mission here what's my goal do do you want the visual appeal violent speed momentum do you want all of the streamers playing it or do you want to have a very successful esport there's a lot of money in esports if valorant if valorant really gets its foot continually in the door as a very successful tactical arena shooter it's more of a tactical shooter than an arena but still it's in a small arena is there more money there the viewership for valorant the spectacle of valorant isn't quite as high as as the rest and he has a concept art for a vertical br yeah i don't know i've never seen that Doc, disrespect news is massive. You should definitely try to lend your expertise via consulting like you mentioned. Yeah. The problem is, is I don't know where the doc lands on, on the whole, you know, if someone is sort of an industry pariah. You know what I'm saying? He may have a soft spot for somebody like me that's gone through the nonsense and the crap of like, the, the, the public and the cancel culture trying to hurt you because he had his own bout with it um, and he came out on the other end, right? I You know, who knows? He may be like, no, it's not worth it. I just don't know. I, I love the idea of content creators, streamers, and gamers coming together and making a game. I think that concept has a ton of potential because th- all of the things that make a game either frustrating to stream or play you can start from a ground level and say you don't want this you don't want that it could really influence it now you could also get you know you can get too many cooks in the kitchen and then your concept never comes to life because you've got too many people bringing their own their own ideas and their own thoughts about what would make for a good game and it can get a little it could get a little muddled 
He does have the concept art. He showed it briefly on stream a couple of weeks back. Huh. He may not he may not care about any of that. It doesn't hurt it to reach out and give it a shot. We'll see. Fat Lump coming in and renewing the membership, getting yourself an updated badge. Welcome back, my friend. I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't know. He's looking for he is looking for somebody with like experience in running a studio. That's not me. That's not me. I can be I can be your shoutcaster man on the table. I can be the guy in the booth. I can be the guy in your ear like as far as consulting with respect to the industry and what is what is streamable, what is not. A lot of the predictions I've made about certain games have come to fruition and the next big prediction that I've made is that I believe arenas arena style play is back. It's 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 coming back. And we'll see if I'm right. You know, we'll we'll see if my prediction about that comes to fruition. It won't be it won't be very long. I mean, it'll be pretty clear about a month into Halo Infinite if the arena style shooter can really garner support again and garner engagement. But also, you got to think of it from the content creator perspective. Will it garner streams, and will people want to watch? Content creators have such giant egos. I'm not afraid of them listening to other people too much. I'm sure. Creature can weigh in on that. <laughs> well, you can get too many of them in the room, though, and then nothing gets accomplished. You know what I mean? A 10 spot from Vengeance. It's good to be back. I've been stuck at home with the sickie for three weeks. I haven't given you money in a while, so here's my cult dues. Well, thank you, Vengeance. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm sorry you went through that. I've, more and more people that we know are dealing with it. I've got relatives now that that uh, we, 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 I just got an update on Facebook about I've got some relatives who their parents I'm like oh my goodness it's just scary it's awful it's scary so it's uh, it's definitely continuing to be a problem we're probably we're, we're probably going to have to cancel our trip to Florida we had a trip planned to Florida it was going to be like a little little four or five little four or five day trip it was going to be when was when were we gonna do that? End of this month or no? It was gonna be early September. We're we're probably gonna have to cancel our trip. Yeah, Florida is 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 not a place I feel like traveling right now. Um, I consider Big Team Battle to be the happy medium between classic arena and BR. I think if Doc was to do a capture the flag or other objective based mode, it could pop. This is the real challenge that he's going to be faced with. You guys say he has concept art for like a vertical BR, okay? The challenge is, is if you come up with a brand new concept, right? If you come up with a brand new concept, it may not get any traction because there's nothing familiar about it. But then the other side of the coin, the other side of the coin, it's like, if, if you do what everybody else is doing or you or you're too familiar then people are going to be like why would I bother playing that I've played that game before or I've played a game like that before Real King Salty says let's get the likes going 400 plus people are watching yeah if you're new smash the like button if you want to talk in my chat you got to be a subscriber that is totally free hit subscribe and say hello in the chat if you're coming in for the news or you're a longtime viewer or you're brand new we appreciate you being here we stream Monday through Friday uh, in the mornings we do a a talk show like this and in the afternoons we do gameplay uh, still no studio reveal 
it's gonna come down to the OBS scenes now I don't have much foam to put up uh, I don't have much more I mean to put up I have a, a little bit over here on this side you got a sneak peek in yesterday's shorts uh, in yesterday's short video you got a sneak peek and uh, yeah we got to set the whole scenes up because we're going um, we are going no more green screen I'm I'm so ready I'm so ready to ditch the green screen the scenes are gonna and the, and the layout's gonna be really nice you guys are gonna like it um, when is the Diablo beta coming early access starts this week if you pre-order and we are gonna make sure we can get in on that and we uh, we're gonna make sure we get in on that got a sneak peek in yesterday's shorts gross Shut up, soul. If I did an OnlyFans, you would subscribe out of pure curiosity. You would. I'm about to do an OnlyFans and a fan house and literally just po- p- post pictures of me, like, just doing nothing, you know? Just like, yeah, what's up? Here I am sitting on the couch. It's really unflattering pictures, you know? A very close person in my life smokes a pack of cigs a day. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jake. There you go. That's always hilarious to me. You right. You right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Get on Patreon. We have a Patreon. If you prefer Patreon over YouTube, it, whatever your preference is, we have the same tiers of membership over on Patreon. We just stopped pointing people to Patreon. We were getting ready to launch our own our own membership thing on, on the network, and that is all continued to take a lot longer than we anticipated so there are still many of you and we appreciate those of you that keep your patreons going it still gives you your 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 rights and your permissions in the discord um so it's 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 still the, the patreon is still running i just don't use it for anything it's just there to give you permissions in the discord um the white balance in the pics would be so blown out by your pasty skin yeah 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 but in any case, if you're new, I am a safer work broadcaster. A lot of people throw me on in the background like video game radio, and we cover a variety of topics every day. The Halo Infinite Battle Royale, I mean, we were going to cover that, but then we were we noticed when we were leading with Halo, people were getting a little fatigued. They were like, okay, that's enough Halo. Like, we covered a lot of Halo. We played a lot of Halo, and it was great. We had a great time. We're still, we still have plans for Halo Infinite, but we... We kicked Halo Infinite Battle Royale down the road a little ways, and then more information just came out about how there is potentially going to be a a tie-in with the campaign, which which I, is not surprising. That 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 doesn't surprise me. I've already made my own predictions about what Joseph Staten and others have said from three four three about how your Spartan will be. You know, your that you're gonna use that in the campaign and the expansions and the in the new stories. Halo will flop unless they bring a battle royale. I don't agree with that. I really don't. I, I don't. I, that would be like saying that Battlefield's gonna flop without battle royale. I think these games can be massively commercially successful without doing what everybody else is doing. Um, now, if they have their own take and their own version of a battle royale the main reason to do that would be to pull in the people that are basically like all I care about is BR right there are people like that I personally don't think we should be concerned with them I don't I don't think we should be concerned with trying to make a game for them because I would wager to say their allegiance loyalty and engagement are probably not ever going to be that strong 
I don't think Battle Royale is on its way out. I believe Battle Royale has run its course, which which is to say, I don't think it's the it's the king in the castle anymore. I think it's a staple. I don't think Fortnite or PUBG or any of these games are going anywhere. I think they're going to be just fine for the foreseeable future. But I think it's run its course, and what I mean by that is, I think people are ready for something new, and I also think Battle Royale has other versions of itself that could start to land and be massively popular. You don't necessarily need to do a big open Battle Royale shooter. You could do a Battle Royale in a completely different way, and it could take off. I mean, you guys are saying Doc's got a, a vertical BR, you know, that that he's got, you know, concept art for. And Fall Guys is is still running and still has a game and still has a following and still has players, you know. Fortnite hasn't run its course, I don't think at all. You have to understand when I say run its course, what I mean is it's it's run its course, it's run its victory laps. It's it's successful and it's here to stay. It's no longer the big up-and-coming, big fireworks, like, oh my gosh. Like, they just did their Ariana Grande concert. I mean, they're going to continue to use Fortnite as a platform. Now, I saw in the Video Game News channel last night in the Discord, and this is really, really interesting in light of my some of my predictions that I've made about Fortnite. Where is this? Where is this leak? A Fortnite open-world RPG possibly leaked. Epic Games and Apple leaked that the former... So it, it looks like maybe from their... Possibly from their um, from their lawsuit, it, it got accidentally leaked that there there is potentially an open-world RPG coming from Fortnite. And I have said for years that I felt like Fortnite was just an experiment to build a truly amazing open world MMORPG right I, I, I'm I telling you I, I think that I think Fortnite's a giant experiment Fortnite currently has 3.8 million players online it is still king regardless of how many streamers don't stream it yeah but that's down from its peaks and Call of Duty Warzone Call of Duty pulls in like well like n- You're going to send pennies and... Oh, my son would like to sell a penny and a pencil to the stream. How much are you charging for this penny? $18 is how much the penny costs. How much does the pencil cost? $2. It's a number two pencil, I guess. So we've got a number... We've got a $2 pencil... It doesn't even have an eraser. We have a $2 pencil and an $18 penny. So Paul's upping the ante and saying $20 here. Oh, well. Oh, Abraham Lincoln's on the penny. Is that why it's so expensive? $18 for a penny is a bit steep. Oh, Abraham Lincoln is also on the pencil. Oh. Oh, people are upping the ante. Uh, EMP Reb is offering you $40 for the penny. Is, is that pretty good? Mm. What year is the penny? 
do you know what year that the, the penny is? There's a year on it. Hmm? Eighteen years. You seem to like the number eighteen. Barrier is offering you a hundred dollars for the penny. Yeah, what are you gonna do with all this money that you're making? Mm. So many toys that they're on your ground in your room and people trip on them in their booby traps. <clears throat> Gangs is offering 200. Big Bobby's offering 1,000. I'm not seeing any money, though. No one's putting any money in the tip jar, so I don't think nobody's getting this penny. That was a good breakfast shake. I drank it while you tried to sell a penny for an exorbitant amount of money. See, I need to teach you about value transmission. You can't just try to sell a penny for lots of money, okay? Well, a hundred pennies, a hundred pennies is only a dollar. Oh, a hundred pencils. You going into the pencil business? I got bad news for you. I don't think that's a very successful business anymore. Everything's digital. You have three pencils to start your pencil business? Uh-huh. I I think you need to re I think you need to reevaluate your business strategy and your business plan here. You don't have enough inventory and and you're selling an item that there's no demand for anymore. You really got to work on your your strategy here. <clears throat> Halo Master Chief has 7,000 players online. BRs are definitely still king. Three, $3 from EMP Reb says this penny must be important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to give me $30? Why am I being given $3? Okay. Well, I, I appreciate all your pencils and your attempts to start a business. The next three, the next three coffee orders will get a penny from my son. He will put one in the bag. So there's a reason to order some Rageless Roast. If you've ever needed a reason to order Rageless Roast, use the coffee command or go to ragelessroast.com. What's that? It's from your personal bank. These pennies are coming from your personal bank. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, that's enough pennies and pencils. Uh, thank you guys for, uh, <laughs> he's, he's an entrepreneur. He, he's, he's, he's hungry to start a business. Uh, <laughs> what was it that they said? My kiddos said last night. They, yeah. Now they're shaking their booties at me. Oh, they were telling me what they wanted to do. And my daughter said she wants to be a scientist to help the doctors. I am not making this up. I didn't tweet this for, for claps on the back, but this I'm not making this up. She said this. She said, 
I'm in the we're practicing this, buddy. If somebody's talking, you have to wait your turn. I said, I said, oh, you want to be a scientist that helps doctors, not a doctor. She said, no, a scientist that helps the doctors in case. And she used the actual word. She didn't say sicky. She said in case the sicky comes back. She 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 used the the c word. Yeah, I'm not gonna spell it. I offered two thousand monopoly dollars. Thank you, ADJC. So my daughter, my seven year old daughter, was like, I want to be a scientist to help the doctors in case the sicky comes back. And she used the c o v. She that she she said the whole word. I was like, I was like, well, that's really admirable. <laughs> I was like, that's a great way to think about the future, kid. Good, good on you. And then my son's like, I want to be a scientist. Two and I was like, yeah. What kind of scientist? He's like, I want to work with, with bugs. And I was like, oh, oh, you want to be an entomologist? Nice. And he was like, an entomologist? I was like, yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> Yixel's coming in with a five spot. Hey there, Lono and Chad. Hope everyone's doing well. Excited to see how Doctor Disrespect Studio comes along and what kind of games we're gonna see. Real King Salty, that is such a great shot of me. Me orders coffee. Finds an old penny in the coffee. Also me. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's really, really good. Yeah, he wants to be a bug scientist, and she wants to be a scientist that helps doctors in case the sickness, the sickie comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My four-year-old goes on about it now. If someone does not have a, uh, a mask, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's a whole, we're not talking about that. I'll answer your question. So, obviously, this is related to Doc, isn't it? Dr. Disrespect and both myself were were, uh, were banned from the Purple Platform, and I was given reasons that were false and have since asked for evidence, and they won't provide me any. And now their new standard is that they will finally tell you why you got banned. They will provide you with the evidence, the timestamp in your stream and whatnot. And in my case, I have still not received any any actual evidence. I've asked for it three times, and they will not provide it to me. They said that I used public and private chats uh, to send unwanted advances. And I said, okay, where's the proof? Do you, where is it? If I used your platform to do that, if public and private chats, where is the evidence? Where is where is it? And they won't they won't give it to me. I've emailed them, I've emailed their legal department, and I've said, any any and all private information you have pertaining to me, I want it. So yeah, I'll, that's my answer to you. I saw the articles, I saw the reports that the Purple Platform has now said that. The Purple Platform has said that because there's litigation and laws that will soon be passed in California that will make it a lot harder for them to just, just ban somebody be, because of the way that... If you think about the money that people make and how it all works, I mean, in the in the financial undue harm that comes from losing your channel, you can't just do that, like, randomly. Yeah, we don't like this person, or, oh, we heard some stories, boom, your channel and your livelihood, gone, you know? Um, so, I really miss the podcast. I would come by and hit like and then listen to it the next day. Thank you, Nick. We are working on the audio format of the show hitting Spotify and all of that we're working on a new uh, distributor and so you should start to see no I don't know what's going on Spotify is still 
Spotify is still not showing me any new episodes. We're not sure what's going on with that. We we're, it, it's 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 a disaster. It's supposed to be easy and quick, and it hasn't been. So we're hoping we're hoping that it'll it'll resolve itself, and then you can start to receive those audio uh, episodes again. Did he ever get a reason? He never provided the reason to the public. I was I was super confused when I got banned because I got a community warning first and then breathed a sigh of relief like, okay, whew, I'm basically on probation. And then like 60 seconds later, they were like, bam, they hit me with the real one. And then obviously everybody celebrated because they're all such virtuous and righteous people. You know, they're so... They're so good. Um, And I still have never gotten a straight answer from them. I've never gotten a straight answer from Purple as to why they did it. I'm like, I don't understand. I I don't get it. This was the reason that you cited. I have asked for the evidence and you won't provide me with any. Like, I don't... I wasn't even... The thing that they banned me for, I wasn't even accused of. It was like, nobody nobody accused me of this. Nobody said that I did this. Why, are, why am I being banned for this? You know what I mean? It'd be like being banned for like, well, we're banning you for, you know, credit card fraud. And it's like, what? Like, that? did you just pick a random menu item in the drop-down for my ban reason? Like, what the frick? I, I didn't do this. What are you... What are you doing? I didn't break your TOS. Like I didn't. I had the, I it's literally a breach of contract. So like, I don't know. I don't feel like spending thousands of dollars to push it, but I I feel like I should. It's like this is a breach of contract. I did not break your TOS. You need to be able to provide proof that I did in order to break my partner contract. Yeah, I saw the video about Doc and Mixer and how apparently he tried to get more money from Purple and then like days later Mixer <laughs> days later Mixer sells to to Facebook and so maybe the rug got pulled out from under him and he was like oh whoops I'm of the opinion okay I'm of the opinion that the minute the Mixer news hit they wanted a reason to free up funds to get Ninja right that's what I think I think they were like, we want Ninja back. We want him, and you know, and Ninja Ninja played his played his played his role very well. My wife just put a picture in the Discord. Stinks just brought this to me. My son brought her three pencils, a two dollar bill, and a penny. So he's ready. He's ready. He's launching his business today. <laughs> the two dollar pencil business. He's gonna be heartbroken. He's gonna be heartbroken. I, nobody ordered no nobody we're gonna tell him like nobody ordered coffee buddy nobody wants your pennies <laughs> I will I will guilt you into ordering coffee I will do it did Lono just admit to credit card fraud <laughs> uh, and then they and then purple buys ninja and shroud that's exactly right I I think that's what happened I think that they they took, if you go back and watch their reaction to losing Ninja, they took it very personally. They took it very personally. And I believe them going into contract with the Doc was like their sort of shot back. Oh yeah, well Ninja's gonna go over there. Well, we're gonna secure the two-time. We're gonna get the big man, right? The next biggest man in the industry. We're snagging him. Hey, I got my coffee. Your kids' drawings were the best. I know. I'm I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I a bunch of you just re-upped. So I'm. <laughs> my wife just likes to pester me about it. She's like, we need three orders a day because she, her, and the kids are the ones that bag it up and ship it. 
Uh, anyway, um, and so with the with the doc, I think they always had a back out plan. Like I don't know if they wanted to stay with him. I I, I think I think it was personal, right? Do you not have a right of access in the U.S.? Like by law, you ask the company for everything they hold on you. I've been I've been meaning to get my lawyer back on retainer and ask him about that. Like, isn't there some sort of a file or form or some sort of an injunction or something we can file to say, hey, I want any and all personal documents you have on me because that would include any emails about whoever asked for my channel be banned. I would I would have a right to see that. So I know in Europe, yeah, it's called the General Data Protection Regulation. So I, I don't know. Maybe I just need to spend a little bit of money and get back on the phone with my lawyer and say, look, this guy won his court case. We, we might have a footing here to say, hey, look, you didn't handle this properly. Um, we would we, we want to see it. We want to see all we want to see all the documents you have on me. I have a right. I have a right to see it. That's called a lawsuit, right? So that would mean that would mean thousands of dollars that I don't have, tens of thousands of dollars that I don't have. I spent anywhere from three to five thousand dollars just la- just when I had to send like C and D's to people. Last thing I want to do is like try and twist Purple's arm <laughs> to like what? I mean, what? I I think they owe me. I think they owe me exorbitant amounts of money because of the growth patterns and the size that I had gotten to. I had six thousand paying members when the channel got nuked. I'm I'm owed I'm owed a, a ridiculous amount of money, but they're untouchable without me. That's that's why it's so that's why it's so unjust. It's like you take my primary means of income, and my only way to fight is to spend a ton of money that I just lost. Like you know what I mean? You get you get hit from both sides. It's a double whammy. You know. No, we have not released that document yet, Resurrect, and we still intend to. So I know people think that, like, that's all gone away, but I guess let them think that. Um, New U.S. state data privacy laws. California, right to delete, right to access. So I have a right to access, apparently. they, They operate in California. Um... If we can cite if we can cite some kind of legal legal precedent to be like you must send me everything you've got. You know what I mean? My lawyer fees cost me 16 grand on my divorce. Wouldn't you recoup it if you win? Yeah, and if I don't win, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, right to access is the one that I'm after. That's exactly right. If we can cite some kind of law, then oh my gosh, that would be incredible to get all that information. You know, they've probably purged it all as a way to protect themselves. I don't know. How are the transcripts going? I just haven't been able to do it. I, every weekend, we've got new stuff going on. You know, um, I've been I had to re I've been reworking the studio, and I just I don't know. It was just one of those things where it's like I didn't want to comb back through it all. We got the transcripts of the apologies which they wanted and then they wanted transcripts from the phone call so Californian Consumer Privacy Act so according to the Californian Consumer Privacy Act I have a right to access any any information they have on me 
Well, I mean, I'm half tempted to fire off my own email to 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 their moderation and legal team and just cite that and say, look, according to this, you've got to send me everything, you know, and if we have to draw up papers with my lawyer, I'll do it. But you need to send me everything you've got on me, especially pertaining to why I was banned. (laughs) They can't, though, if they delete anything without you asking, that's against the law. That's called right to delete. Oh, really? Okay. Well, this is all very interesting. When did that Californian Consumer Privacy Act go into effect? Do you know? Um, Transcript fund, send it to a third party. Um, I mean, I could send the, the audio recording to somebody and just let them do it. It went into effect in 2018, says Paul. Okay, well, that's good. That's good news. <laughs> um... Is there any kind of TOS line to be crossed about discussing this kind of stuff on stream? Just paranoid? No. I mean, no. I'm not naming a company or a person. I'm not doing anything that's against TOS. No. Uh, Working for a clerk's office of municipal government, I can tell you that even if they do purge any records, they uh, they have a record of the purging and what was purged. Right. I'd consult with your lawyer before firing off emails. <laughs> well, wait, it ain't gonna hurt. It ain't gonna hurt. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna shoot off any emails. I may just get him back on retainer, which isn't fun because it's like it's like a 1500 minimum, and then I burn through that really fast. But a couple of phone calls and emails, I might be able to get get everything done before we run out of that of that uh, that retainer fee. Ugh. So, I don't know. It, 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 it they may, I'm telling you, they brought in that third-party company and they wanted all my stuff sent to legal because I think they were worried. I think they wanted to protect themselves legally. I think they were worried about litigation, especially they they got that third-party company to come in after that other guy won his suit. There was another guy who won his suit against Purple. And after that, they brought in some third-party company that's going to, like, help oversee this type of thing. And I'm like, well, more than likely, they're worried about future litigation because he's not the only person chomping at the bit to sue Purple. So, yo, it's good, Marco. Obviously, if you're new and you're here and you're a fan of the doc, hey, we did get some coffee orders. These people are going to get a penny from my son three bags to j christ that's a big order thank you j christ and two bags to bowers i will ensure that I, I i will ensure that my wife has my son put a penny in those in those <laughs> and he will specifically make pictures for you i will do it i'll make sure <laughs> thank you for those orders um <clears throat> I actually don't know the history of how we got to the system. I may look it up now. It's partially to deter frivolous suit. Yeah, maybe. I'm willing to help you in any way possible with researching and transcribing. I mean, I'm happy to send you the audio recording. I have every right to publish the recording, by the way, because the lawyers were in Tennessee and I was in Kentucky. And as long as one person knows the recording is happening, it's totally legal. So I'm totally in my right to publish that recording when I spoke with the, the St. Jude legal team about everything and that they had found no reason to do anything. Um, 
so I mean it part of me is like I don't want to do a transcript just publish the dadgum call to show people how real this was and how nothing happened and and let the public see like you were lied to like these people lied to you you know and you all bought it hook line and sinker and ruined a man's life otter.io is what I used the transcription I did how much does that cost barrier you said you had like a I, I was an idiot and didn't use you were gonna let me use it and I didn't do it um I would ask for the info it wouldn't hurt and if they don't provide it that's just more ammo against them they have they have been asked multiple times for the in for the data I've emailed them twice specifically asking for any and all information pertaining to me personally and to my band and they won't send it to me so it was like eight bucks a month okay so yeah they have de- they have declined they have they have re- refused me on multiple occasions now so they've sent me two emails falsely accusing me and when I asked for any and all personal and, and information pertaining to the ban and what happened they won't reply they just don't say anything it's like the frick <laughs> so we'll look into it we'll look into it obviously if you're here and you're a fan of Dr. Disrespect you would probably love to see purple, you know, get taken to court. Even Doc doesn't want to do it. So, like, not as successful as the two-time is, even he's like, man, I don't want to do all this. It's freaking expensive. Um, and so I've been I've been pretty, you know, happy to move on here on YouTube. I've been happy that Doc's moving on. And I think him, you know, doing the the game studio, I think it's gonna garner him a lot of attention. And the the thing I'm I think the thing I'm the most curious about is who he decides to sort of bring in, you know, and and who who he decides to to fold into the company as a way of saying like, hey, let's make an awesome game together, because um, I think YouTube believes in them. Oh gosh, yes, yeah, it's a good thing I've, we've continued to make them. Gee, many Christmas. YouTube is pushing shorts big time. I'm curious. We don't have a poll in chat. I'm doing a poll right now on on YouTube shorts, completely off the cuff. Um, uh, what do you think? I'm curious what you guys think on these. Like them, uh, take them, or leave them, dislike them. So, like them, take them, or leave them dislike them are you neutral do you like them do you dislike them these these youtube shorts okay i do them in the evenings to let you know what's coming in the next day so if you're willing to have me help just dm me and we can go from there okay murph y'all two together would make a dope game i'm telling you right now i'm telling you right now the doc doesn't realize it because he probably doesn't even know who I am. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I mean, my I mean, he probably does after last year for all the wrong reasons. But I've I'm te- I've got I've got show ideas, I've got concepts and things that only work with the doc. And I would love to work with him. I'm telling you. Yeah, I saw this story. This is obviously very very prevalent right now. An Apex Legends lead uh, lead designer is is basically fired for 14-year-old tweets. Can you freaking believe it? I, cu- I couldn't believe it. I was like, I've been married for 14 years. I was like, I, I, what, what, 
the things I thought I had beliefs and thoughts and things I thought politically 14 years ago. I'm a I'm a completely different person now. 14 years, I have two children. I have a mortgage. <laughs> I'm in therapy. I'm a completely different person. 14 year old tweets. Are you kidding me? That's a lifetime. That is a lifetime. Has Twitter been around for 14 years? Twitter launch date. It launched before I was married. In 2007, it launched. I remember my brother doing it. I wasn't even married yet. And I remember my brother using Twitter. Poor guy being canceled over a version of himself that no longer exists. Yeah. And now he he's depressed mentally like he's all mentally jacked up loses his job over 14 year old tweets congratulations cancel culture you've ruined another person's life like well done good job you guys are so good so virtuous that you'll go back and reach into the annals of history and be like well this guy over a decade ago said this thing (laughs) 2070 was 14 years. Is that? Yeah, that's exactly 14 years. He must have done it like he must have done it like right when Twitter launched. Well, Twitter's live. Let me say a bunch of offensive things. <laughs> you know, this will never come back to haunt me. 14 years later, loses his dream job. It's just, it's awful. Yeah, he says he has crippling anxiety. <laughs> crippling anxiety. It's BS, but don't say stupid stuff. What do you mean don't say stupid stuff? Everybody said stupid stuff at some point in their life. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. Can you, and I I thought, I thought gothics was killer on this recently. She said that, you know, a teenager having access to social media is, is, is something that she would not allow her kids to do because she wants them to have space to make mistakes and then learn from those mistakes, right? So, imagine a mistake from 14 years ago coming back and ruining your life. That's that's insanity. This is cultural insanity. Don't say this stuff on the internet where it's recorded forever. Well, sure, but back then, this, this reality didn't exist. The things that we said on MySpace and, and Twitter... And Facebook and live journals and Zanga. Do you remember Zanga? Come on. No one thought. And and here's the real kicker. Here's the real kicker. Here is the the damning like refutation of cancel culture. They don't care about goodness and change and cultural healing. Because instead of celebrating the fact that that this guy has changed or Kevin Hart has changed. Instead of celebrating that, they want to rub their nose in it and ruin their career. That has nothing to do with change and goodness and making allies. Like if 10 years ago you thought a certain group of people were awful and terrible and beneath you, and you changed your position and you met people and you'd become a better person, you'd become a really good ally. Why on earth are we ex- we're publicly executing allies at this point? 
yeah, we know you've changed and you're a better person now, but that's not what's important. What's important is power plays on Twitter to ruin people's lives. That's what's important. This guy's this guy's a different person. He's changed. He's he's better. And somebody's like, we don't care about that. That's not what matters. We're just weaponizing what's offensive and using it to hurt people, which is honestly more crazy and more damaging and and more destructive than his stupid tweets from 14 years ago. That's the giant irony. It's like, you guys are more destructive to the culture and more destructive to people than his tweet from 14 years ago. He was 27 years old. Who cares? If a 25-year-old goes on a hateful, awful tirade 14 years ago, he's 25, okay? And then he's about to be 40 years old and he's different. He's changed. His, his, His mindset has been opened. His consciousness has been raised. His empathy has been increased. He's like, that is wrong. That is hateful. What an amazing voice a person like that could have in the culture to say, I don't believe that anymore. I don't think that way anymore. That is wrong and hateful. Isn't that way more powerful than ruining a man's life 14 years later? Like, which do you think is actually going to bring about cultural change? A guy who thought ignorant things, no longer thinking them and saying, I once thought as a child, I no longer think as a child. I put away childish things. This is foolishness. This is awful. And if you think in this way, let me tell you why this is wrong. I've had personal growth. I'm different now. I I had loving, caring people open my eyes. That's not what we want. That's not what people want. Cancel culture is nothing more than a power play by angry, little teeny angry people that have no power over their own life and so they want to berate and hurt others. That's all it is. You know, are you quoting hackers of the Bible? Both. It's not like he doubled down 14 years later and was like, yeah, I think I think that. <laughs> So now you got a guy with cripple. Now he's got crippling anxiety, depression. Hopefully, hopefully he's safe and being cared for. Hopefully he has a support system. Because this is all that matters. Now this is all that matters. Is just is just is just leveraging mistakes so you can ruin a person's life. And here's the thing. This is relevant to Dr. Disrespect, by the way. So, Dr. Disrespect is our main our main topic for today. He's starting a new game studio. Okay. And and this is this is what's so glaringly inconsistent. Okay. So glaringly inconsistent in all these virtue signaling hashtag warriors of the internet, right? This is the problem. Doc takes his break, publicly admits to infidelity, and wants to work on his marriage. Okay? That's between him and his wife. 
and that's between him, his wife, whatever god he worships, and whatever and whatever whatever you know church he goes to if he does. Okay, it's between him, his personal beliefs, and his wife. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with anybody else. And when he did that, all these content creators come out of the woodwork to throw him under the bus. I saw somebody call him a piece of crap person. Refer to him as a piece of crap person. That same individual was in his Code Red tournament months later and, and posed for pictures with him at a conference. Why? Because both are an opportunity for success. And neither of them have to do with anything that's true or real or virtue-laden. Both are just opportunism. The same guys that took me down that run that conference, the same individuals, they made sure to take to Twitter to talk about how much they loved their wives the day this went down. The day that the day that Doc took his break. Like, we're all supposed to clap for you because you, you love your wife. Oh, what a joy it would be for the truth about you to be drugged into the light. It would be phenomenal for the world to know how much you really do love your wives. They didn't waste any time. And then, unsurprising, months later, when Doc makes his big comeback, what happens? They're all chomping at the bit to suck up to him and tweet at him. Why? Well, they probably wanted him to come to their conference. Why? Opportunism. It's just opportunism. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter what the issue is. It's just opportunism. Well, this guy is going through a crisis. This guy is trying to better his life. It doesn't matter. That that doesn't matter to us. All that matters is us getting a leg up publicly. That's all that matters. You couldn't fit their virtue into a sewing thimble. They have none. There is no honor among thieves. And that's all they are. They are just opportunity thieves. Zero honor. Zero integrity. And here we are again where the public doesn't know what to do. So what, like, our default is execution. What? The guy said stuff 14 years ago? Well, off with his head. I mean, why even really analyze the situation or the man or the person or the, the you know, why, why use this as an opportunity for growth, cultural healing, and change? Because we preach that. Yeah, you preach that to get impression farms on Twitter, not because you actually want the world to be better. You know how the Joker says they're only as good as the world allows them to be? Let me tell you something about these people. They don't want the world to get better. They like the fact that it's on fire because it enables them to periodically pick up a torch and burn somebody's house down. They love that the world's on fire. They relish in it because it's, it's a power grab. It gives them opportunities to hurt and harm others and climb the social ladder. They don't care about making the world better. They like that it's jacked up. Because it gives them all these opportunities to virtue signal and posture like a great, righteous person. One day, they'll be seen. He also had a history of bad interactions with the community on Twitter and Reddit. Always more than the headlines. This was probably the straw. Well, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's a model employee because I didn't work with him. 
I didn't. But imagine, Eugene, being drugged basically into the public and summarily executed for things that were would that happened a, a lifetime ago how damaging that is to his psychology how damaging that is to his sense of value and safety sure you're not a model employee you can get snarky on twitter and reddit and be kind of nasty or whatever but but look at what this does to the person it's not about like oh well he wasn't the greatest employee you know what i mean I'm just curious if Lono thinks cancel culture was a good thing at the point where it targeted uh, Amber. Oh, the woman, the woman with the, okay, so the Johnny Depp situation. Again, again, you, you see the injustice of when this sort of stuff hits the public instead of being handled privately. Right? Instead of being handled privately. She should have been privately charged criminally and and that should have been the end of it. We don't all need to come to the public to be like, fire this person, fire that person. We demand this person to be, you know, to lose their job. You know what I'm saying? That's, there's a difference between, I think there's also a difference between saying, hey, you drug this into the public. Now you have to live with the consequences. The people that did what they did to me, all of a sudden when public accountability came and knocked on their door and people were like, Hey, excuse me, uh, you sent this tweet last year. It actually isn't true. You care to comment on that? I am being harassed. It's like, no, you're not. You made public statements, and here comes public accountability knocking at your door. That's not you being messed with or attacked. That's exactly what you seem to think was so great last year, public accountability. Here's public statements and tweets. Oh, hey, you, you brigaded for a man to lose his livelihood. Did you ever consider the fact that you might be acting on bad information or that he had a family and a mortgage? Did you ever think about that? Oh, people throwing that in your face is you being attacked. But what was what was what you did to me? What was that? That was just lighting my world on fire and sicking the world after me. I was mercilessly attacked for months. I didn't have like a couple of people send me tweets or come into my stream. I had thousands of people coming for me. But that's just, right, in their mind. They don't like public accountability when it comes and knocks on their door. So, in the Johnny Depp situation, what? as soon as that hit the public eye, some of that's on her. Like, what do you, she's she's the aggressor this hits the public eye there's a court case now the public knows about it well the public's going to respond and say we don't want to support movies with this person in it i'm not going to go buy a movie ticket i'm not i'm not going to support this movie it's in the public eye now because because of because of the way our court system works you can't like sue somebody and like keep it quiet the, i mean the press is going to grab it and you're immediately going to know about it. So in this situation with Depp, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and support cancel culture of Amber, but she should suffer the, the appropriate consequences for what she has done, which I would say should be more at a criminal level. And if that means it hurts her professional career, then so be it right i mean you got actual footage here we got camera footage of this person doing stuff like come on like 
there should be criminal consequences and if that affects your career it affects your career there's a giant difference between something there's a giant difference between somebody doing something criminal and being charged for it they end up in a court case or they end up in jail and then the public says I don't want to support that person anymore that's not the same as pulling a 14 year old tweet out and trying to get somebody fired that's not the same as like airing airing private grievances that are basically just gossip to the public well three years ago he made one remark and it made me uncomfortable like what the frick why are you telling the public this this is this is basically just the airing of grievances this is you taking something that was handled privately into the public's eye with the intent to harm that person that's the only reason you would go into the public and say anything there's no other reason it's it's to publicly harm them it's it's airing of a private grievance that's not the same as if like I got thrown in jail for a crime and it hit the public airwaves and people are like, well, I'm not supporting that guy anymore. That's different. If if you do something criminal and then the public finds out because of the way the, the, the way the, the court system works, well then you're <laughs> you're 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 gonna you're gonna suffer consequences. That's not the same as somebody saying, yeah, three years ago I was in a relationship with that guy and he's not very nice. And here's my truth about you know our how how toxic our relationship was well now everybody looks at the guy with like a raised eyebrow They're like oh he was in a toxic relationship and he's like well there's two sides of the story well no one gives a freaking crap at that point he just lit his life on fire you know so this is the pattern this is the pattern and and you know and again you know the virtue is fake when doc comes out owns owns his transgression and takes a break and all these people celebrate take chunks out of him publicly they they throw him right under the bus and when he has his big comeback they're all like oh well crap better 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 suck up to the doc now better better be an opportunist because the doc is back i never once changed my stance on that situation i was like I stand with him. As an imperfect man, I stand with him. He's owning his mistake. He's trying to fix it. He's focusing on his family. I'm not going to chop down a man that's attempting to do that. I'm not. Because he could have done so many... He could have handled it so many other ways. He could have stayed in character, owned it, and been like, Yes, so what? I'm the two-time. I can do what I want. And his audience would have supported him. He could have flipped that whole situation around and been awful about it, but he wasn't. He owned it, and he handled it, and he faced it forward. He 100% could have flipped that around and used it as an opportunity to just own the character. Right? And no one would have known. No one would have been been the wiser. People would have been like, is this part of the act? What's going on here? And three months would have gone by. Could have split up could have split up with his wife. She could have, you know, she could have left, took the kid, whatever. We're taking his word now. I thought we wait for evidence for, for, for before condemning anything. He's already been fired. What do you mean? He's already been fired. It's already happened. The evidence is there. There's old tweets. This is why he's been fired. 
Now, if you think he's trying to play some smoke and mirrors game where he was actually fired because he was a terrible employee and he's claiming it was these old tweets, I have a really hard time believing a person would do that to themselves. Like, I don't know. I read his tweets. They seemed 100% genuine. This guy is in a is in a tailspin of anxiety and depression. And the reason listed is from him. So you believe... You you believe that he's basically telling the public he was fired for 14 year old tweets and it's all a ruse and he's just a really bad employee and he feels like turning himself into an industry pariah you think he's he's misleading us why would he want to draw attention to that he's now an industry pariah no one would hire him no one probably will he's done for at least a year he'd have to go go into hiding basically or try to get hired somebody, you know, somewhere under I don't know, an alias or something. I have severe doubts. I have severe doubts. He's a front-facing employee with a history of bad interactions with the community and a bad image within the community and then this happens. Yeah, do you want to know what probably happened, Eugene? He's had bad interactions with the community and I've had bad interactions with people before and what do they do? They go and try and dig up dirt on you. They go and try and find terrible things on you, and that's probably what happened here. People are like, well, this guy's a bit of a jerk. Let's go, let's let's try and burn his life down. Like, I, I don't know. To say we have to wait for the evidence. Wait for what evidence? He's providing the context and the evidence. He's facing it and saying, I said awful stuff 14 years ago. I've been fired because of it. What? <laughs> Like, I don't know. I don't see any. I don't see anything in his tweets or the turn of events that requires like more evidence. More evidence of what? If he's a crummy employee, fire him because he's a crummy employee. In this case, they were probably like, "Well, he's already irritated. He's already irritated the audience enough, and now this has surfaced. Get him the frick out of here." Like you said, it's the straw that broke the camel's back. But look at the look at the pattern. They didn't have any problem with him having bad interactions with the community. He was still there. What did it take? It probably took angry community members who went and dug up the post and dug up the tweets to get him fired. I don't need more evidence to see that basically like Respawn was like, yeah, that's all it takes at this point. Angry community members found bad tweets. Bye bye. What you th- what do you think he did? He went into the office and verbally and, and like physically assaulted somebody, and this is his cover up story. Come on, there's there's nothing more to know. It, he was fired because he made people mad, and they went after him, and they successfully got him. They got him. Uh, the same thing happened to me. I made people mad. They didn't like me privately. They did everything they could to tear me down, and then publicly took me down. It's the same pattern. It's what people do. That's what people do. They decide they don't like somebody, and then it's like their job to enact vengeance on them. You know what I mean? Who are we talking about? There was a guy fired from Respawn. He worked on Apex Legends. And uh, he was... He he apparently had had some bad interactions with the community. And it seems as though the community went and found 14-year-old tweets that where he said nasty stuff, and he got fired for it.
Money is a close number two. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Yo, good morning, uh, Chronic Spin Dash. Apparently, he was also fired at his previous job at Riot. Do we know why? Did they do the same thing? Like, is he basically just going to continue to run from his past for the rest of his life? I'd be interested to know why he got fired from Riot. He got into a dispute about a woman-only event. Oh, for frick's sake. And how long ago was that? That'd be a real question. Hands up. I've said a lot of crap in my life for the laughs. Telling a joke now in 2021. Good luck. I feel bad for kids growing up in this world. Oh, the worst thing to be invented. (laughs) Good morning, Big O. I, I don't know. To get rid of Demon Snake in Metal Gear Solid 5, rescue and protect the children and the innocent. What? Are you a bot? Social media is good, but it's used for evil? Yeah, I mean, anything can be. I mean, that's... It, th- this is the problem. You can't point to money and say money is a problem. You can't point to social media and say social media is a problem. It's how it's used. You know, it's how it's used. And... You know, if people are using, if people are using social media to be terrible, that doesn't mean social media is terrible. You know, people being people again. Yeah. People being people. Um, <laughs> if a grown person craps on another person's bed and there's a little bit of judgment afterwards, I can live with that. <laughs> Uh, the internet's a tool, nothing more. Yeah, you know what I mean? I it, it is, it is. I have a fire hydrant on our block, on our street. I could walk a couple houses and there's a fire hydrant. You could, you probably have a fire hydrant in your neighborhood, right? You could walk up to that thing and you could get the tools necessary to hook up a hose and blast your neighbor's house with it and break all their windows, right? Does that mean fire hydrants are bad? No. I used it in a destructive way. It doesn't mean the fire hydrant's bad. It's actually a very good thing. It's there to put out a fire and potentially save lives. But because of its power and because of the destructive properties of water, I could ruin a person's home in, I don't know, 20 minutes? You give me 20 minutes, I can ruin your home, ruin your foundation, flood your basement. You wouldn't say fire hydrants are bad. If suddenly people all over neighborhoods everywhere started destroying homes with fire hydrants, we wouldn't be like, oh man, yeah, fire hydrants, that was really the downfall of civilization. You'd be like, no, people are bad. You know, they're doing bad things with the fire hydrants. Just do some research is all I'm saying. Okay, if we pump the brakes on the situation and do research, Eugene... The pattern is still incredibly dangerous. He essentially had people combing over old tweets, and that was the death knell. D- does Was he a model employee? No, I'm not saying he was a saint of a person. What I'm saying is the pattern is quite simple. We want this person gone. Let's find things they said in the past and get rid of him. Okay? Let's imagine there were just 
reasons and good cause to fire him. Let's just let's just analyze that. Let's just say he's a crappy employee, just horrible. All right. That doesn't mean that the pattern of what has happened to him is good. He wasn't even in the recent AMA before this. Well, they may have pulled him back. What if they pulled him back and said, "Listen, you've got to you've got to work on some things here. You you're 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 not representing the company well." This should be going live today. Abandon a real-time experience. What yeah, what is that? I saw people talking about that. Most of the people can't use fire hydrant. Social media has been given to people like that. Yeah, yeah. Do whatever you want with it. That's exactly right. What do you say? I think that does matter. No, I don't. I 100% disagree with 14-year-old comments coming back to haunt a person. It's a game from Blue Blue Box Studio. Huh. How many of these people are digging up anything? They were 10 when he wrote it. I think Lona was saying this is never okay. Eugene seems to be saying it's okay if the person deserved it. Please correct me if I'm putting words in your mouth. That's essentially what I'm saying. Even if he is a even if he's a literal garbage employee, it doesn't matter. This should not be the way that people are fired. It's a terrible precedent. It's a terrible precedent. If he's a bad employee, put him on a path of rehabilitation, like reprimand him, help him see how he's being bad, and help him be a better employee, or fire him. Decide which you're going to do. If he was pulled back from public interactions and he wasn't a part of the most recent AMA, and they were trying to help this guy be better at his job, or maybe they were trying to put him somewhere else, I don't know, and the tweets were what landed him, uh, you know, a dismissal, I think that that's terrible. That's a terrible precedent. Uh, Blue Box says, We wanted to set this straight. We have no relations to Konami. Silent Hill is owned by Konami. We do not want to have any relations with Hideo Kojima. It was never our intention to tease the name as Silent Hill. We sincerely apologize for this. Oh, we do not have any relations with Hideo Kojima. Not that we don't want any, but that we don't have any. So this abandoned game has nothing to do with Silent Hill. (laughs) The biggest issue with him is that he knows what he said was terrible because he knew he could get a response out of folks. To me, that's a bit problematic. Even if you know those things are wrong, but you still do it because you know it's going to get a response. You need to be held accountable for it. Now, firing, I don't know. I'm not in a position to make that call. Right, but 14 years ago? You know what I'm saying? If 14 years ago, some guy in his 20s, he was like, what, what, 27 or something? Like, says a bunch of horrible stuff, and then he realizes these are this all this is terrible. This is awful. Who's that guy that gets people to leave the clan? The the guy the, the, the guys that, that that wear the white sheets. I'm not gonna say their full name. Who's that guy that gets them to leave? And he he, he does it through conversation and empathy. Right? Wouldn't you want to celebrate that instead of being like, well, hey, 14 years ago, you were a part of that group. So, you know, we're just going to keep throwing that in your face. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? I'm not a part of that group anymore. I'm out. You know, I don't I don't want anything to do with that anymore. I'm a changed person. I'm a changed man, whatever the case may be. Context as a whole looks like Respawn had no choice. 
Um, Abandon was supposed to launch the demo yesterday, and it got delayed at its launch time. Yeah, yeah, we were going to play Icarus, but Icarus got delayed as well. Um, again, what he said matters. I can say whatever I want and just blow it off with, well, that was two minutes ago. Oh, come on. That's not what we're saying. I am not saying. I am not saying that you can say something and 20 minutes later be like, yeah, I don't believe that anymore. What? Come on. But 14 years? That's more than a decade. I've been married for 14 years. I have two children. I've gone through multiple job changes. I've gone through belief changes. I've gone through therapy. I am a 100%. I am not the same person. If I if I could go back in time and introduce you to that guy, you'd be like, "Who is this guy? He talks different, different mannerisms, different beliefs, different ideas." What you see what I'm saying? That's so long ago. That's a lifetime. I don't even know. I don't even know exactly. That, like, I couldn't even really put in the words how much I've changed. It, because it, because you do. You just you change as a person. People change you. Experiences change you. You become more educated about something. I was ignorant about so many political things 14 years ago. Had all these beliefs and ideas that I don't believe anymore. Oh, that guy's name? Salty put it in the chat. What was it? His name is Daryl Davis. I've watched interviews with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daryl Davis. Yeah. I'm 20 years old, and four to six years ago, I made edgy jokes. Guess I should be held responsible and reprimanded. Yeah. That lump, that's part of it too. Like, we're really taking this guy at his word. Well, I mean, there's always two sides to every story, Eugene. So he's obviously going to paint the side of the story to make it look favorable to him. And obviously, Respawn might have been in a position to be like, look, man, we, we don't have a choice here. This is the last straw. You've been written up three times, right? He literally could have been on his last leg, and they were like, sorry, bud. Sorry, bud. If you would have been a model employee, we could have maybe come to your defense and said, look, this guy is is not the person he was back then. We stand with him. We stand behind him. He's a changed man. We celebrate people thinking differently and behaving differently and growing and evolving as a person. Maybe they had zero choice in the matter. So... I wasn't even going after Respawn. If you go back and listen to my tirade, I was frustrated with the fact that, like, this is what the public does. The public finds things that are old, and they're like, you know what? Here we go. We're gonna burn your life to the ground. Yeah, it happened to Kevin Hart. You know, it it and it and it's and it's happening to more and more people. The idea that, and it and and to be quite honest. To be quite honest, especially in the realm of like edgy humor and edgy jokes, it's a little dose of of what C.S. Lewis called chronological snobbery. Like we're being like, oh, well, we've arrived, and that kind of stuff's not funny anymore. You know, SNL did a great skit on this. I think it was with Larry David. They were like, oh, we're celebrating this guy's great commercials that he made 25 years ago, and the commercials had all these sayings in them that are now offensive. And I thought like it was a really good way to show people like, wow, so much has changed in the last 20 years. 
from the jokes people tell to just just watch some of the some of the sequences in the office and you'll get a taste of like wow this is this is it ed- this is this is kind of edgy this is a little out there I'm surprised I'm surprised I'm surprised they did this well it was a different time a lot has changed in 10 and 20 years and so that's part of the problem too is it's like even back then, some of them like, "Whoa, that's a little, that's a little rough, that's a little unkind," and then people went about their day. Now it's, well, not only is that rough and unkind, you are a horrible, awful person worthy of destruction. It's the 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 everything is ramped up to to level ten. There's no nuance anymore. He's equal. He's equal to a murderer. He get him out of here. He deserves utter destruction. For, for jokes and comments made 14 years ago. It's chronological snobbery. It's like, first of all, who put you in charge of the, of, of the public? And second of all, just because we've gotten to a place where like, hey, those kind of jokes aren't funny, that kind of commentary, we don't really like that anymore. Okay. Think about it like this. Uh, let's say you work at a business and they find out that these bolts are too small on the machines and they're blasting off and they're putting the employees in danger. And so the company comes in, they establish new safety regulations and new standards for their business and they change all of that stuff. They change out all the bolts. Okay. So from that day forward, that's the standard. Okay. You can't come back and be like, Hey, 14 years ago, I got footage right here of one of these machines breaking down and it, and it put an employee in the hospital. This this company should be shut down. Wait, 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 wait. We fixed all the machines and they no longer have that problem. Going forward, if that were to happen again, sure, we would be breaking our own standards, maybe even safety regulations from the state, but we're well within the lines now. We're okay. That doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter that you've changed the, the, the machines and the place is safe now and it's a better workplace and you've solved the problem. That doesn't matter. It happened and therefore destruction to the business. That's the logic that people are using here. Well, if you say something, you're forever held accountable for it. You're, you are forever suffering the consequences of it. What? What kind of a world is that? So eternally then? Forever? That's him? That's his life? That's that's him as a person? No matter how much he changes? No matter how, no matter if he's different, if he if he if he goes out and he tries to say, "Listen, I don't believe it anymore. I'm 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 trying to be a better person. I'm trying to improve myself." He could be arranging this and say, well, that was a few years back. Do you still feel the same way? I don't know the person, right? I don't know the person. It's not my job to judge his life based on really, really old comments. I would want to see, is there a pattern of behavior, right? Is there a pattern of behavior? Has he shown that he's different is there is there a change in the character and the integrity well that's up to the people around him that's up to the people that are that are in proximity with him has he had any instances at work no 
has he has he has he verbally changed? Is he out there speaking about it and saying, "Listen, I that this is wrong" or whatever the case may be? Like, that's not up to me. Why is it up to you? Why is it up to any of us to be like, "Well, let me get out my my character change, personal change stopwatch." No, it's not been long enough. You need to wait until the fifth year, and then we'll believe that you're different now. 20 years ago, it didn't matter what you said, whether it was morally or ethically wrong. What mattered was actions. Now the new generation comes in and says that words matter more. Seems like the excuse now as well that it was a while ago. No, you. if, if, if your conclusion, Deke, is that I'm saying a bunch of time has passed and therefore it doesn't matter, I'm not saying that. I'm saying we don't even give an opportunity to understand or ask or inquire has the person changed it's just well he said it forever forever holding him accountable in consequences hard disagree people have continuity of identity do we give them a chance to change sure but it wasn't literally a different person you are accountable uh should not be ended but accountable right but who but accountability is not about what you're calling accountability is not what the culture is doing public punitive decimation is not accountability do we need to look up the definition of the word accountable that's not accountability so for the rest of time does Kevin Hart in every interview he does need to be held accountable for jokes he made that offended a certain group of people and he's apologized and no longer makes those jokes is he forever accountable for those jokes? Every time he does an interview, does he have to be held accountable? Where does the accountability buck stop? Like, when does he get to move on with his life and say, that was an age ago. I don't believe that anymore. I've changed. I'm different now. I'm on, I'm on the other side of the issue. It's no free pass either. Well, certainly there's no free pass. I'm not saying you get a free pass. Like, well, it was long enough ago, right? There's not a statute of limitations on being on, on doing something terrible. But eventually you have to say, what, what, what are we doing here? If we're going by a legal case, it's a limit of three years most time to press charges on someone. Uh, so they should not be canceled for 10-year-old tweets. Well, I mean, that, yeah, but I don't... That's not necessarily what we're talking about. He gets to move on when he convinces us he's changed and moved on. Sounds harsh the way I wrote it. But I just also wonder why why is this why is this the world we live in now? I don't have a personal relationship or friendship with this guy. How could I conceivably hold him or anybody accountable for things they said a decade ago? How? Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand. Why is that suddenly in my jurisdiction to be like, well, you know, he said it a decade ago and he works in an office somewhere on a game that I play. So I have to hold this guy accountable. What? How? How could I even possibly do it? I couldn't even, I couldn't hold my neighbor accountable. I couldn't. 
Like, I don't know. I, I'm not in, I'm not in his home. I'm not in his life. I see him, wave at him. He's super friendly and talks to my kids. But how on earth could I hold a guy within 100 yards of proximity accountable if I'm not in his life? Like, I'm not in his community. This this idea of, like, public accountability, to me, it's, it's, uh, what, what, what would be the word for it? It's a, it, I, I would call, I guess I would call it a fool's errand. It's a misnomer. It's not possible. You can't hold anybody accountable in, in on Twitter. Goodness gracious. There are people right now that have the world convinced they're the most virtue, most r- virtuistic, most righteous people ever. Why? Well, because they use Twitter in a way that makes everybody think that they're amazing and they're not. The guy was in the public and in the community front-facing. Well, sure, and that comes with its own unique, like, weight. But was he was he using his public-facing position to say terrible things and be offensive? No. He was he. W- did he have bad interactions with the community? Sure. And what happened? They pulled him back from the AMAs. And they said, "Look, you're not going to be a part of this, either forever or for now. Whatever it is." That's that's accountability. That's the community saying we have not enjoyed our interactions with this guy, and the company saying, "Okay, we we can see where you guys are coming from." Yeah, we're going to pull him back from the next AMA. Like that to me, that's the depth of the relationship. You don't get to judge his character, his integrity, or him as a person. That's your that's the depth of the relationship you've had with him. Is we haven't enjoyed our interactions with him. And the company says, you know what? We have to take that under advisement and under consideration. You're our customers, and he's an employee. We're going to pull him back from the AMAs. That's about as far as your accountability can go in that situation. You don't know him. You're not in a relationship with him. You don't know what his personal beliefs are. You don't know who he is as a person. So the accountability stops basically there. You know, but But... You go all the way back into his... AMA stands for Ask Me Anything. And a lot of companies do AMAs on Reddit to answer the community's questions. And apparently this guy had interactions with the community that didn't go over very well. And he got pulled back from being a part of those. Because... Was he the guy? Was he the guy that, that, that got everybody all upset about the freeloading commentary? Is that who this guy was? Do you guys remember that? Wasn't it Apex that got everybody really angry about that? W- was it him? Because if it was him, we liked him back then. We thought that was great. You liked him, Eugene. You liked that commentary. All right? It's not a fool's errand. It's literally capitalism. If you don't like it, don't buy it. If you do like it, do buy it. As a brand, you're selling yourself. Yeah, but there is a giant difference between saying, if you don't like it, don't buy it, and then people just deciding... I don't like that brand of humor. I don't like that brand of shampoo. I'm not going to purchase it. That's not the same as brigading and call to action. You're confusing supply and demand dictating the success or the failure of a product. You're confusing that with brigading for destruction, right? When another streamer called for me to completely lose my platform and sponsors, people did the same thing to Dr. Disrespect, by the way. They did the same thing to him. They brigaded for him to be destroyed. That's not the same as saying, I'm not going to watch that guy anymore. I'm not going to support his brand. 
I know people that were too close to the broken home, you know, spousal infidelity situation. They grew up in a broken home. It was too personal for them. And they're like, I got nothing against the guy, but I can't support him anymore. That's fine. That's your personal decision and your choice. No one's going to force you to watch and support Dr. Disrespect. That's not the same as publicly brigading and call to action. Tear this guy down. Take his sponsors. Stop watching him. Stop supporting him. There's a giant difference between the two. If you can't see the difference, then maybe imagine what it's like to be on the other end of that, and you might see how it's grossly different. Accountability would be more true to form if you asked him privately to not say such things. Depriving him of income and destroying his psyche is a sorry excuse for accountability. Right. One is supply and demand, another is torching the warehouse. That's exactly right. We exist in a world where the the, the digital existence of a brand and a company is the warehouse. Under no conditions is brigading for destruction okay. That's not proportional accountability. That's massive overkill. I support proportional accountability. Which, in this case, we don't know what they knew. We don't know what he did. Like, we don't know if, like, privately they're like, look, man, you've got to cool it. You've got to cool it. And then this surfaced, and they were like, it's too many strikes, man. It's too many strikes. We don't have a choice. I never once took issue with Respawn. Respawn, again, I, do, I, I don't know the internals of the company. I don't know what led to it. My issue and frustration was with, that's the propensity of the culture. We don't like this guy. Let's try to ruin him. So, his bad interactions with the public, is that morally and ethically wrong? Is he a terrible person because he had bad interactions with the community? No, he, maybe he was just bad at his job. If you're a rude cashier at Kroger, that doesn't make you a bad person. That doesn't mean, you, that doesn't mean you're an awful person. So, none of that makes him like morally and ethically like flawed. He's just bad at his job. Maybe he was bad at reading the room. We have very close personal experience with, with community managers that we don't think are very good at reading the room. They're not very good at their job, okay? But for people to take that interaction with him and be like, all right, let's let's get this guy. We're, we're sick of this freaking guy. And they go and dig up tweets. And then the company's like, well, now we don't have a choice. You already had some strikes against you. This we cannot bear. You're gone. The business at that point doesn't have really a leg to stand on. They don't. I like I didn't take issue with my sponsors dropping me. I didn't. The one sponsor I I took issue with later on once I saw how they handled it, I was like, "Okay, that was pretty nasty." But I didn't take issue with that. I was like, "The sponsors were left with no choice. I've spoken with some of these guys. They felt terrible." Yo, Die Bear coming in with a brand new membership. Thank you so much, Die. You know, so it's like they, they I, I didn't I didn't sit here and rail on respawn this morning. I was railing on the cultural propensity and the infatuation with destruction that people have. It's not virtue, it's not righteous. It's Salem witch trials in the dig, it's a digital version of the Salem witch trials. A bunch of people that don't know what the frick's going on, just oh let's pick up a torch and light this person's life on fire. This will make me feel good for thirty seconds. 
This conversation is redundant anyway because it isn't going to end and there's nothing we can do to change it. You better believe there's something we can do to change it. Are you freaking kidding me? If you don't like the mob and you don't like the cultural propensities right now, then you can stand up and shut it down. If companies started to realize most of these people do not actually hurt their bottom line they're just moving from town to town waving torches if you stand up and say this is nonsense this is garbage my wife has such a great thing that she said here in the discord I'm only hearing some of what you're saying but why call people out to be better if you've already decided they don't get a chance to think and be different that's exactly right That's what the people did to me. It didn't matter that I was in therapy for two years and had changed as a person and had had worked on all kinds of things. I was told, no, you're not allowed to apologize. You don't get to tell your side of the story. I was denied the chance to change by people who apparently champion justice and virtue and social justice and mental health. They are frauds. They don't care about any of that crap. It's just good for clicks and business. They're frauds and liars. Not a single one of those people ever reached out to me to be like, what is all this? No, they didn't care. They had decided. They had written me off and my family right along with me. People did the same thing to Doc. They just wrote him off. Oh, yep. A flawed human being, yeah, deserves nothing. Doesn't deserve sponsors. Just destroy him and his livelihood, you know trying to work on his family and work on his marriage yeah let's just let's just throw gas on the fire here and 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 destroy and destroy the man destroy his family i find it interesting that this guy even spoke with you regardless how selfish his responses were if he believed the lies about you people typically won't give you the time of day yeah well and then the next day stepped down yeah there's so much more to that rt that I understand. I understand why that why that happened. It was preemptive. They were worried. There's stuff that will still potentially come out, and that was a way to protect the company and the conference. Personal preference does not equal the right in the only way of doing things or thinking or whatever. Right. <clears throat> people are 100% getting fed up with cancel culture in the Twitter mob. That's yeah. People are calling for change. They're like, knock this off. Shut this down. People cry for change, but they don't want to allow it. Forgiveness and second chances don't exist in today's culture, and it's sad. Yeah, it's such a fake version of righteousness. Live a perfectly, publicly viewed clean life, and you're the righteous. Everybody else isn't. You know, it's really interesting. A 2,000-year-old book has people like that in it who lived public lives that were seen as squeaky clean and righteous and they were awful people and they were terrible and funny enough they were willing to kill people in view of the public because they viewed them as a transgressor the 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 utter irony and the parallels are just staggering if you look at it just my public life my publicly viewed life is so much better than yours that it puts me in a position to judge and execute you that's what all of these people are 
publicly viewed whitewashed tombs. That's all they are. They keep their righteous robes clean so the public says, oh yes, you, you are the virtuous ones and you are the righteous ones. You get to wield the machetes and the guillotines on the rest of the peasants who are flawed and imperfect. I love the doc, always did, never jumped on the hate bandwagon. The dude represents what we should be like in our society. That's what I'm saying. The parallels are staggering. No one is interested in helping someone improve their mindset or negative view on something, but they're quick to put just as much effort into attacking them publicly. Right. My wife says, when you angle the downfall or the mistakes of others to make you look better, it should make us question the motives of those individuals. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It, like it's celebrating a man a man coming forward and being like I wasn't faithful to my wife I'm taking a break I, I, I've got to work on things people celebrating that I mean that is just taking that as an opportunity to, to, to showboat like I love my wife like that's disgusting that's a view into how gross they are as a person have you no empathy what, what do you what, I don't understand this guy just bared his soul to the public and you're like yeah perfect opportunity for me to look good that's gross the, 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 the psychosis of a person like that the psychology of a person like that that's demented if you really break it down it's demented serial killers have you ever watched any of, this, any of the psychological studies into what goes into a serial killer they have no empathy. They're, they're cold. They, they, they do not look at other people and have empathy for them. That group, those people, that's, what, that's where their brain is. That should scare you. And it, would make, and it makes a whole lot more sense of why they're so focused on external evidences of their righteous virtue lives. Like, that's why they're so focused on the external. Because what's inside isn't it was just as disgusting when things happen with Activision and other companies they come out and saying they're not like that right yeah oh I thank thee that I'm not like that that company over there it the parallels (laughs) the parallels are staggering (laughs) I thank thee that I'm not like this sinner next to me and out walks some company. Yeah, we're not like that bad company over there. Sure you aren't. Sure you aren't. We were supposed to be talking about Doc's new game studio today. This is close and personal to Doc's journey as a content creator. It's close and personal to my journey as a content creator. You know, this guy getting fired. Whether he, whether he deserved it or not. Right? This guy uh, immediately took the stance of those who lied about Lono. What's ironic is he says how he champions mental health and always talks about how he's always depressed, and yet there he was siding with someone who ruined the mental state of another person. Such a fraud. Always wants pity for his mental health. I Yeah, I'm never going to... 
question a person's like if they're talking about their own journey in mental health and depression like I'm never going to question that I most content lots of content creators um lots of content creators deal with those things it doesn't mean that they're going to live their life perfectly and handle a situation like that perfectly um I've been around Lono lurking while working on my Etsy shop lately, but I agree with you so much. I listen to you daily still. Thank you, Sweet Cheeks. There are bad apples everywhere. Some are obviously rotten. You can see it from a mile away. That whole me thinks he doth protest too much. Right. I would rather live, and this is one of the reasons I want to start that personal channel. I would rather live an authentically flawed life than whatever the frick we've got going on on Twitter and Instagram these days I would rather be like (laughs) I am flawed I'm jacked up, I'm impatient I lose my temper like I like I've lived a jacked up life I've made terrible decisions and I'm and every day I'm trying to be better like when we when my wife and I watch the show Lost one of the things that's so Stellar about that show is that you never fully understand the story of a person so season one these people that you dislike and you think they're mean and they're cruel and they're bums slowly as you get into the second and third season you start to realize my gosh the more I understand this person as a character and their story and their journey the more I empathize and the more I want them to win and change and be better Charlie is one of my favorite characters in Lost for that reason. When it starts out, you're like, he's and, and they and they use the show's narrative. He's just a junkie. Just a junkie. Just a rock and roll music-obsessed junkie. And as you watch the show, you learn about the depth of his life and everything that's happened to him. And then he has redemption. He turns it around. He's better. He's changed. Now, that story, it has no substance, no color, no life in in, in the world we live in today. It's, 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 screw him. He's a junkie. He's a, he's a failure. Get him the frick out of here. You, you ruin good stories with this view of the world. You do. You ruin really, really good stories. Where can you watch Lost? It's on Hulu now. Like, I connect in such a deep way with these stories now. I'm like, this guy was such a screw-up and made such dumb decisions. But there's more to him than that. Right? There's more to him than that. And it gives it gives the story such life and such meaning for me after everything I've been through. How can you even watch a show like that if you're one of these people that like goes out and you cancel brigade other people? I don't even know how you can enjoy movies where there's redemption and there's turning points and and character growth and change. Why don't you just watch the pilot episode and be like that person sucks, this person sucks, this person's a bum, and this person's the hero. Yep, I'm done with that show. You know, I'm not going to watch five seasons of character growth and change and nuance and, and getting backstory as to why this guy might be and say these things or act in this way. Yeah, forget all that. I've made up my mind about all these people. What a garbage show. Didn't they make up losses they went along? 
No, after season two, they wrote out the final seasons. Season two was the one where they kind of were making things up as they went. But you get my point, though. I, I don't know. I don't know how you can watch shows and be like, one of my favorite things recently has been watching the the fight and the fervor of Dr. Disrespect because of everything he's gone through. Right? I, I, I connect with it. I connect with the grit and the determination and the desire to like and to, to be a visionary and to push things forward. I love it. I love how hard he keeps fighting. And that's why this announcement, I was like, oh, we're covering that. We're leading with that. I want to cover this guy is going to start a game studio and all these people are going to kiss his ring and lick his boots. Why? Because they're fakes and phonies and opportunists. But for me, I feel like he's the real deal. He's attempted, even though it's a it's an act, he's attempted to to to, to fix and better his life and not just be some and not just be some fake and some phony. Which is ironic, right? To be like, this guy's more authentic and he puts on a freaking wig and sunglasses. And I feel like he's more authentic than all these other guys out here. What you're really telling us is you want to play more Jump King. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want people to see that side of me. The rage and the anger and the fervor. That's right, that's right. Like, I respect him as a content creator, but I also look at him as a man, and I'm like, bro, I've been there. I'm married. I got kids. I've got a daughter. Like, I know what it is to not live a perfect life and to try to put the pieces back together again. But when people are cheering and kicking dirt in your face while you're trying to put things back together, it's just like, my goodness, how bad that feels. So... That it, 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 obviously the the Apex Legends story. I wasn't gonna run it because I don't want to put I don't want to put that kind of a story out there and put that guy's name and like I just don't want to cover it. But we we gotta start to st- like stand up against this idea that this is this is this is how people are to behave. You know, this is how we're supposed to handle mistakes. We're supposed to handle mistakes with a club and an axe. You know what I mean? Um, we want you want Lono to rage. Uh, let him play Man Eater. That was so unfair too, because I was hungry and it was at the end of the day. <laughs> Do you feel your marriage is stronger now? Yeah, that's something that's come up quite a bit in therapy. Is that you know our therapist has said it's clear that something will happen. You know. We had um, we had some things we had to we had to kind of go through. It was a week that was it was a tough week, right? We had some disappointing things happen. We had some plans fall through. We had stress, right? The relationship in the house there was stress, and he just said, "You guys are clearly now walking side by side and together, so these sorts of things are a lot easier to handle and tackle." And it was it was a hundred percent true. It was totally different than than uh, than than how we typically would have walked through those types of things. 
that's just it I've noticed in my own life that every time I deal with something bad it's transformative in a good way it makes me stronger but I approach it in a healthy way right yeah it's it's like it's like um a, a forging fire destroys things but also purifies things when it when you put the right the right stuff in the fire right a, a, a fire can burn away rough edges and imperfections and that's how I feel I feel like everything I've walked through has burned away and has smoothed over some of the um, some of the arrogance and some of the pride and some of the narcissism it's still there right but it's smoothed it over a little bit it's burned some of it away and you when you man when you get things stripped from you it really makes you start to value other things and it really starts to see it gives you so much clarity of the vision you can become so clouded and so workaholic and so day to day that you don't really see things clearly and having so much just stripped from me it was just like it gave me immense clarity on a lot of things I needed to change and do and that wouldn't have happened if I would have just been able to continue on as successful as I was being I would have been able to just, you know, sort of glide over my own flaws and my own, uh, you know, my own problems and my own flaws in areas that I need to improve or change. I really think someone like you and what you've gone through should start covering some of these drama events happening. Your voice and perspective needs to be heard. I don't know how exactly we would cover it, gangs. I don't. Um, Yo, what's good, Hellfire? Thanks. Uh, it was the perfect storm for rage. Usually all my bursts of rage start with me being hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smooth sails do not make skilled sailors. Right. Where's Ashen? Rumors of From Software creating other PlayStation exclusive. Oh, really? You're describing the clarity that uh, cancer gives you. I wish there was a way to show people without them going through the fire. Yeah, I, I've we've, we've got some friends that have walked through serious sickness and illness like that and they've said similar things it's not that you would ever be I'm not thankful for what happened to me I would never I would never you know you know kiss the hands of my executors and be like oh thank you for doing this to me right um I would never do that it's still it's still egregious and awful and I grieve it and struggle with it every day I get preoccupied and I can get very angry and very despondent and I still have de- issues with blood pressure and palpitations and anxiety um, and I get very depressed right so it's not it's not like glib to be like yeah well it helped me <laughs> it did I would say I'm a better person and my marriage is stronger because of walking through it but just because the foundation of the home is stronger because the, you know the house burned to the ground and you were able to kind of like see some weak points in the foundation and fill them in and make them stronger doesn't mean you're thankful that the house got burned down right you just you try to find the good from it and hold on to that while also letting go and saying man this was awful that you know the grief and the loss and the and the frustration and the sadness you know walking through fire is required for growth otherwise you never make connections and you can't help others with your life experience this is why the people that did what they did to me if you ever go to the streams or their timelines where like they're giving advice to people 
like it's so surface level it's so glib it, it's it's like they're it, it's like they're a walking hallmark card nothing of substance is said they don't you know what I mean they don't they don't have a deep understanding of of really anything they're living a surface level life you can you can see it it's plain as day now a lot of that's because they're pushing down and 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 hiding truth and and living and living a fake life some of it's because of that like they're operating at a at a two-dimensional superficial level because they're they're a superficial person at this point and when you're duplicitous that's the result i i know this i went through a pattern of duplicitous living from like high school into college and you end up split and fractured and the person you put out there is just so superficial it's so thin and fake there's nothing there it's like if you've ever seen those movies where there's like an automaton robot or like an AI that only has so many responses and when you exhaust those responses there's nothing else beneath there's nothing more why? because it's hollow underneath it's fake it's phony that's what these people are like like they, they only have so many so many pieces of cliche advice and virtue they can put out there and then they run out of things to say it's like that's the end of it it's it's just it's a shallow superficial life they're blown in to and fro by the smallest breeze unanchored that's exactly right winter that's why they seem so unstable it's why the slightest troll one tweet and they're and they're all they're set off for an entire day because it's it's a it's a shaky, unanchored, unstable life. I'm I'm serious. This is exactly why they get so bogged down into one troll can ruin their day, one mean tweet, and that's it. They're they're focused and zeroed in on that. Be- because you're living a superficial life. You're not you're not you don't have any deep tethers to anything. And that in of itself is a form of, like, judgment and justice on these people. It's like, what a horrible way to live. What an inauthentic, fake, phony way to live your life. It doesn't, it it just, I don't know. It's, it's one of the reasons why, like, I don't even really, it's like, to a certain extent, it's like, they're out of the frame, you know? They're out of the frame. <clears throat> So, and I know a lot of people tuned in for 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 Doc disrespect or Doc disrespect news, and we're certainly still going to talk about it and cover it. But I just I don't know. I can't help see similarities. I can't help but see similarities and how people have reacted to this guy getting fired, how people reacted to Doc disrespect when he took his break, and and how people treated me. It's all from the same cloth. Was your day ruined or did one minor offense happen and you're unable to control your emotions? Right. Right. That's typically what it seems like to me. Like, I love to see the purple platform put on blast. The whole purple platform do better thing. There's these bots going around saying really, really hateful things. And the the super, the super, super sad irony, right, is that they're giving attention to what amounts to I think maybe one or two people there was a time where people were doing that to us they would have bots come in and say stuff 
and it was like I knew it was like one or two people making these bots there's a guy right now who made it who made a video and it's got like a hundred and some fifty thousand views on Twitter and it's like why are you giving your platform and your airtime to this ignorance there are there are ways to set up your chat so those bots can can never come in and do any of that like it's almost like you didn't protect your chat from these bots and like one guy comes in pushes a button and like bots are just spamming horrible things why are you why are you giving your platform to this you're you're putting a spotlight on and giving a bullhorn to a to a hateful idiot like it's like one or two people that have made these bots that are doing this. It's not It's not this massive surge of terrible people. Like, there's this huge community doing it. It's usually one or two people. And all you have to do is set up a few barriers in your chat, and those bots can never come in and say anything. Like, I don't know, follower one minute, follower one day, and then they can't come in. It's almost as if they feed off the negative energy that comes from a situation like that. Right, like, you're taking hate and just leveraging it for clicks and impressions. Look at this horrible thing that happened to me. I, it's it's like one person with bots. Like, what the frick are you talking about? I, it's such a good point. I mod for a lot of people on purple, and that cannot happen because we took the proper measures against it. If there's one thing that that platform has gotten right, their moderation tools are pristine. They're awesome. And you got your channel set up in such a stupid way that bots can come in and spam your chat with hate number one again it's one person doing that and then you make it about purple purple is giving you the tools to properly moderate to keep that crap from happening it's not on them what are you talking about these bots are fly by night They're, they're usually gone the next day but man, it'll get you a lot of clicks. It'll get you a lot of tweets. <clears throat> you know, victimhood is in vogue. So you you send out these tweets. Look at this terrible experience I had. Do better, purple. What do you mean do better? They've given you some of the best moderation tools in the live streaming arena, and you're not using them. What do you mean do better? You should do better. Do a better job moderating and protecting your chat. It isn't difficult. You can mark and flag words that won't show up. You can set follower limits. You can put on slow mode. There's all these things you could do. Your bot, your chat's just an open field with no restrictions, and a bot comes in and does that, and you want to make it Purple's fault? Shut the frick up. Like, if there's ever a time I would love to take a chunk out of Purple, this is not one of those times. They have actually given you an amazing tool set of moderation to to keep things from li- like that from happening it, it doesn't make any sense to me that whole movement is so dumb it's like th- <laughs> that hashtag is about something that they have given you some of the best moderation tools in the business do you want to know what moderation tools we have over here virtually none <laughs> virtually none So the irony is they are doing a better job. They're better than their competitor with respect to moderation. The tools are phenomenal. 
Now I feel stupid for retweeting that. I'm telling you, Hex, like, I love taking chunks out of purple, but this time I'm like, y'all are getting this wrong. You have an amazing suite of moderation tools, and when a bot comes in and does that, do you know what it tells me? It tells me you're not using the tools that purple has given you. Like, (laughs) you're not you, you're not using the tools that you've been given. (laughs) Yo, Invicta renewing their membership and getting a darker badge. Welcome back. And yet YouTube is gaining more creators and they're making changes in the right direction. Oh, that's exactly right. Like, I can't wait for them to give us new suites and new tools and new things because you can really only go up from here because we have virtually nothing. (laughs) No hate, YouTube. No hate. But we have virtually nothing in the way of moderation tools. Like, we have zero. (laughs) It's like, I can time you out or ban you. That's it. That's like bare minimum. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's like, the phone comes with buttons. That's it. Like, this is all we have. So the idea of calling on them to do better, I'm like, what are you talking about? Do you have any idea how well protected you can have your chat over on that platform? You're clearly just not using your your tools if you're letting bots come in and ruin your day. Yeah, 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 the clip thing is nice. I just need the ability to download the clip directly as it's in, as an individual video file. You give me that ability, and whew, we could do some great things. I find your ability to have a complex opinion of purple that recognizes both their good and bad very offensive. How dare you? I need to know what to do to, with this pitchfork. <laughs> they have member-only chat, too, on YouTube. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, we have subscriber-only and member-only. Yeah, we got that. We got that. <laughs> we got that. Yeah. A breakaway site for YouTube gaming is likely the way forward. Yeah, we need our own. We need our own hub. YouTube Live is what I would call it. Welcome to YouTube Live, the new central hub for all live content on YouTube. And figure out a way to get people in and watch it and enjoy themselves. You know, so when I'm running a podcast like this, people can find it. Give me a real quick second. Use the commands across the bottom. We're going to transition to gaming news and Q&A. I'm going to tell you about Dr. Disrespect's new game studio, Halo Infinite Battle Royale, and Diablo 2 Resurrected Beta. So submit your questions if you're a paying member. All these commands across the bottom are a way to support the stream. If you haven't hit subscribe, do so. It allows you to talk in my chat. And we're curious what people think of YouTube Shorts as a feature. That's a poll at the top of the chat. Take our poll. I'll be right back.
Okay. Sorry, my son was like, uh, apparently he was like, he heard, uh, about the coffee orders that some of you submitted. He was like, all right, let's start bagging up some coffee. Like my wife said, he was like really into it. He was like anxious to, to start getting to work. It's cute. Um, Uh. That's right, Snow. That's right. That's right. Pretty much just a regular YouTube app, but had only gaming feeds and channels, videos, and nothing super amazing. YouTube really needs to just update their mod and chat tools, allow better integration. Yeah, 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 yep. Dropping little pennies in the bags. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Who knew that sweatshops would be so cute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love it. They love being a part of it. So we are uh we're obviously thrilled that you guys have supported it and uh we appreciate the tweets and the love and the kids they they think it's fun so they uh they love it they go and there's like a there's like a thing at the post office that you like pull down like this big metal thing and you load the stuff and then you like shove it up and they're always arguing over who gets to do it just made myself a cup of of rageous rose thank you gritter i appreciate it um Thanks, guys, for 400 likes and great viewership again today. We appreciate the strong, strong turnout. Uh, we greatly appreciate the support of the channel as we cover a lot of different topics. We know we've been kind of floating around. There hasn't been big gaming news or big gaming releases uh, as of late, and we appreciate you guys tuning in and making the show great. Um, we're getting a decent you know, amount of suggested clicks today as well as search clicks, and so... We, we appreciate that and we hope that uh, we hope that you're you're enjoying your stay if you're new and you're clicking sub and saying hello uh, and taking uh, the the poll as well so the the poll results say 50% of the people that took the poll said they like the shorts and then the other 40 said take them or leave them and 11% said dislike them now that's encouraging to me because we do a short every night and YouTube really believes in shorts. So if you haven't seen them, uh, the YouTube shorts are sort of a way of giving you guys like really short form content. And we've been using those in the evening to say, hey, here's what's coming the next day. Uh, here is, you know, kind of here is where we where we are in, you know, in the grand scheme of like the day and, and, and the content or whatever. And so we've appreciated you guys re- reacting to those videos, responding, uh, you know, leaving comments, uh, etc. Like number 408 here, thank you. Yeah, we want to set our sights on 500 likes. And man, the turnout has been stellar this week. The most encouraging thing this week has been we have had really great turnout and the news cycle has been as dry as a desert. So that's a great foundation. That means even when things slow down, we've got a really, really great group of folks and a great community that are going to tune in um, for you know for for a good for a good show every day. So and and we appreciate that. We've we've really you know continued to lean in to what we feel like is a really really good content structure, 
and uh, we hope we hope that you guys are enjoying the show uh, each day this week and so if you've never been here before we usually take three topics and folks can submit questions about those topics if they're a paying member and we have a segment where those questions are on the screen and then I do little recorded segments right now we've only gotten three submitted questions so after that two and a half hour long sort of rant session and back and forth about the doc and me and cancel culture and apex and you know all the things that went into people be- being both you know unkind to doc disrespect and now everybody thinks he's great again because you know, they're opportunists or what people did to me or what people did in this apex situation where the guy got fired for really old tweets. Um, we, you know, we, we, uh, we usually try to stay hovering around the topics, but lately it's just kind of hard. It's difficult. I think when major news stories break about blizzard and Activision and all this other stuff, we end up kind of having that stuff get folded into the show as well. But the doctor disrespect game studio thing is our lead. And we hope that uh, maybe you're here as a fan of Doc. Maybe you've never been here before. Maybe you're enjoying the show and you've decided to, to click like or subscribe or anything else like that. We would love to see the membership go up. So if you like to hit the join button on channels to support them, we have five tiers of membership. And we are going to start to give you guys a really, really great opportunity if you're tier two or higher. If you are a tier two member or higher, we're going to start to do a video game voting thing in Discord to let you kind of bring things back that you want me to play again. Because some people are like, man, why aren't you playing that again? Why aren't you playing that? Are you ever going to go back to such and such game? We want to come up with a way to let you guys do that. People have really been enjoying From Fridays. So every Friday, playing through From Software games, Dark Souls 3. We want to give you guys an opportunity to do like a like a make Lono play um game or something like that um and we would basically give you a handful of games to vote on like here's a bunch of games he's recently played what do you want him to go back to on a monday so make sure you're at the appropriate tier of support and you're in the discord we will probably start using the vip lounge for that so we appreciate that yeah make lono suffer or um yeah something like that yeah make lono suffer ml i don't know if we want to call it that mls we would want to like give it a. I, I I came up with an MLM like a multi-level marketing. What did we call it? Make Lono. What did we call it? MLM was the abbreviation. It was Make Lono. It wasn't Move. I forget what it was. We came up with like an abbreviation. Um, you know, but I can't remember what it was. Might have to do that to vote for Biome Three. Yeah, if you can get everybody to rally around to vote, yeah, Make Lono mad. Maybe it might have been Make Lono Mad. Was it? I don't know. Creature might remember what I said. We were brainstorming on the phone. Mauled? Mauled? <laughs> why why are people putting mauled? What is mauled? <laughs> Make Lono mauled. Um So yeah. Yeah, that's just something that we, we we love the fact that people are members. We want to give you an incentive to maybe upgrade or become a member to begin with, and so we've uh, we're, we're trotting that out. I want to. We used to give VIPs a lot. Um, we used to give VIPs a lot of different things, and VIP is basically tier two. It's fifteen bucks a month. We want to start giving some more stuff. I need to make a sp- public retraction. Splitgate is not a dead game, as previously stated. <laughs> Yeah, mad and bald. I get it. I get it. MLR, make Lono rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what we said. Um, I don't know. 
Oh no, we called it Make Lono Mondays. That's what it was. MLM, Make Lono Mondays. Like on Monday, you can make me play something because there's usually no new game launches on Monday. So if this sounds good to you, then get yourself upgraded to tier two, get yourself in the Discord, and become familiar with where the VIP lounge is, okay? Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. I officially scrapped that idea, and I replaced it with Mower Monday. Yeah, the creature wants me to play Lawn Mowing Simulator every Monday. (laughs) It's Mowing Monday. Oh my gosh, it's something. I have a 30-minute premiere today of Lawn Mowing Simulator over on SNTR Gaming, so make sure you stick around for that. I think we're going to try to play... Um, I don't, let's see if it's available yet. I don't, I don't think it is. Um, Glitch Punk is apparently going to become available at like noon today. And we were going to play something else and it got delayed again. Uh, Glitch Punk is early access. Yeah, it's planned to unlock in an hour. It's kind of a cool top down cyberpunk uh, twin stick shooter, I think. And, uh, we're gonna check that out today. If we can't get into that, we are going to play, um, Ratchet and Clank. And so, that'll be, um, that'll be how we do it. Man, look at that, dude. Look at the freaking two-time. Um, I love this wallpaper. So good. They, they made him, they made this for him for, uh, for Cyberpunk. Did anybody... Did he get a real jacket like that? That would have been killer if he was able to get a real jacket like that. And, uh... There you go. There you go. A guy getting selfies with his mower. That's perfect. Make Lono miserable. There you go. There you go. Um... So, let me... Let me give you the rundown of this here. So, what we do during the actual, uh... Live show is I record... SNTR shorts for our shorts channel short little videos about these segments and so I'm gonna go 23530 uh, we'll do this one about the doc I'll give you all the news and then we'll transition right into Q&A okay how much to play Jump King for six hours three thousand um, dollars <laughs> Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one's going to be about the man himself, Dr. Disrespect, starting a game studio. If you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my uploads. Or check out my main channel, SNTR Presents, where I do daily live streams every day. So if you're familiar with me and my history in content creation, I've been a fan of the docs for a very long time. I even stood by him when he took his break and and publicly kind of supported him and didn't appreciate how people were really unkind to him when he took that break. And they were also also quick to jump back on the doc train when he came back. And I've, I've been in his corner for a very long time. I love him. I think he's a great, great visionary as a content creator. Uh, I also like that he's married and has a daughter. Like some of those similarities, you know, he would bring her on stream. I would do things like that. So I've been a huge fan of his for a while. And uh, after both of us kind of getting kicked off of uh, Purple and having to come over to YouTube, really love seeing him trying to raise the value and the quality over here on YouTube live streaming. So when I saw the announcement that he was bringing his expertise and his vision to a game studio he wants to launch a game studio i thought i've got to cover this i typically don't cover news segments that are about people in a dramatic or or negative way there are certain stories we've avoided even though we know we would get lots of clicks on them 
but I made this sort of both as a fan of his but also as sort of a I think this could be really really good for the industry so PC Gamer reported on this and had this to say Guy, Dr. Disrespect Beam his name is Guy Beam, is looking to launch his own game development studio according to a job posting listed on his Champion Club's website. It's a major but in some ways unsurprising move for the streamer considering he used to work at Call of Duty developer Activision as a level designer before deciding to spend his life wearing a wig and sunglasses. I don't actually know if they've got this right. Activision's not a developer. Activision's a publisher and I believe he worked at Sledgehammer both on map design for Call of Duty as well as in community management. Now the unnamed studio according to this news report however does have one surprising thing about it. It will make games by collaborating with different quote mega influencers. Now we know Doc loves to deal in showmanship and hyperbole but this to me is not that i do believe he is targeting mega influencers he wants big streamers and big youtubers to assist with this because that'll make the game all the more popular when it finally launches and i'm sure he's considering the streamability and the marketability of whatever game they come up with and youtubers and streamers are really going to be able to bring that influence Continuing with the news report, right now, only a studio head position is listed, presumably as a first step toward outlining the project, but the job description does give some insights into how the studio will supposedly function. Here is a quote from the job description. The studio plans to forge a partnership with a select list of mega influencers and then work closely with them to launch their dream gaming title. Those gaming titles will either be incubated and developed or partner or co-developed with existing indie game developers and launched as mega titles. So it doesn't necessarily look like he's trying to hire a bunch of engineers. He's going to want to partner with or co-partner with, uh, develop with, indie developers, people that already have staff and already have the prowess and the means to make a game. So when I look at this, I think of the potential this has, both for his brand reach as well as a game to land and be the first of its kind. A game made both for gamers and by gamers, but also for streamers and by streamers. Unique and one of a kind, that's the best thing Doc deals with. So we're looking forward to this thing finally coming to market and watching its development as the story outlines itself and further develops. As always, if you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next one. Okay. Gotta play with the emotes now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got them now. Apparently, Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer are a thing. Aren't a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he and his, like, I guess his publicist or whatever have said that it's not a thing. Yeah. I, it, they're, they're saying it didn't happen. So, if you're new to the stream, that's something we do in the stream. I write down the timestamps so you can come back later and watch those segments. We do upload those segments to another channel. We're thinking through how I might be able to set up my own little my own little mobile recording and get a one minute recording out of those. Um, maybe we should just do those as a separate. Maybe we should do that. And then we would change this logo to be presents because we'd want them to find presents. That's something to think about, Creature, is if we're going to have like a news blitz like this, I could set up the little tripod on the desk and be like, hey, 
to all the fans out there of SNTR Presents on TikTok, got a real quick one for you, and then we have a short, and then we have like a short little one minute one for like Instagram, TikTok, and the rest. We'll have to think about that. We'll have to think about that. We'll brainstorm that one. Um, just because I love the idea of repurposed content, and we've been talking about that, and you guys have been saying, hey man, there's lots of people that put their stuff all over the place, why aren't you doing that? So we'll see. We'll see if that if that if that uh, if that can work. We'll brainstorm that one. Do I have a Halo trailer up here? How do I not have a Halo trailer? The frick. Um, I need a Halo trailer. Give me a second. Uh, Halo Infinite gameplay. What is this? Oh, that's a year ago. Oh no, we don't want to show that. We'll do the multiplayer reveal. We'll do the multiplayer reveal for this segment. Um, holy frickin' moly. <laughs> yeah, we want to show... Let's show the campaign trailer from last year. What a dadgum disaster that was. Uh, we're going at 242. Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one's going to be about the Halo Infinite Battle Royale, but it's going to be about how it might be tying in with the campaign. If you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my content, or check out my main channel linked below where I live stream every single day. GamesRadar reported on this that the long-awaited Halo Infinite Battle Royale mode is said to be connected to the game's campaign. Now, if you're unaware, during the Halo Infinite technical test or the Halo Infinite technical preview, there was a sound file that got sort of data mined. Now, there's also campaign details that were data mined and spoilers and stuff, and I've not covered that or talked about that. I've not even looked at it myself. But apparently, the voice actor for all of the different callouts in the game, there is an audio file that says Battle Royale, which is essentially like one of the game modes. And this is leading people to say, is there going to be a Battle Royale mode? Now we have more information from known leaker Tom Henderson. According to the report here, he touched on the mode in a recent tweet explaining that, quote, the Halo Infinite Battle Royale is also heavily connected to the campaign in a lot of ways. In a follow-up tweet, he added that he's, quote, not sure if it's been scrapped or not or when it will release. It's been in development for years. So this Battle Royale sound file could be attached to a completely scrapped game mode. We know that their showing in 2020 was so bad and embarrassing that they brought in new leadership, restructured, and everything we've seen this year I believe is the result of that. I think a lot of the differences in the game and the graphics, the textures, even just the speed of combat in multiplayer, to me, was an answer to a lot of the worry and the criticism and concern that everyone had from the summer showing of 2020. So Halo Infinite could be on a completely different pathway now, and that could just be old old recordings, not to be used or assigned to anything. My personal opinion is that you actually don't need Battle Royale to success to have success in this industry. A lot of people think that. They think if Halo Infinite launches without a Battle Royale, it's going to be dead in the water. I actually think arena shooters can have a comeback. I think with Splitgate and with Halo Infinite, there is room and a potential rise of the arena shooter to come back into the center screen. More and more people are finding it to be enjoyable, and I think more and more people are getting a little fatigued with Battle Royale. Battle Royale is here to stay, but it sort of has run its course. You know, a lot of these companies have hit and maintained their player bases. They've peaked and now have plateaued. 
and there could be room for new game in town, new game on the block. And more and more, when I look at Halo Infinite, I worry about them trying to do Battle Royale because it would be very much outside the identity of the game and it wouldn't play the way that you would want it. Now, with it being a free-to-play offering, there could be a lot of space inside the game for an entire Battle Royale community to form while everyone else enjoys big team battle, CTF, Slayer, SWAT, or whatever. You're going to obviously find it appealing to play the modes that you like the most. Now, according to the report here, that said, we heard Battle Royale speculation as early as November 2020. A tweet from the now suspended Game Leaks Rumor Twitter account suggested that Microsoft specifically requested a Battle Royale mode to be added to the new Halo, but this was never confirmed. Now, that lines up with some theories that I had about Destiny being forced to put PvP in their game by Activision, since PvP has never seemed to quite fit into the Destiny structure and purview. Similar things could be going on with 343 and Halo Infinite, and only time will tell if Battle Royale truly lands in the game, and if Tom Henderson's right, will it be tied into the campaign? With the way they're talking about your Spartan and a continued campaign experience, it's very likely. As always, if you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next one. If you rewatch multiplayer vid, a few scenes look like a battle royale setting as in everyone's in different colors. Could be a free-for-all match or battle royale. It could also just be that people are showing off the customization. Because when I was playing um, when I was when I was playing uh, the technical preview, I was a little frustrated by the fact that there were times when I would see a character with blue armor and think it was a teammate because it would outline your, your, your teammates in blue and you could see your teammates as blue through the wall. And I would see the blue armor and my brain would just think, oh, that's a friendly. So it could be that they're just showing off the customization and the, and the armor differences because there's a lot of different things you can do to what your, what your character looks like in the game. Because... Um, we were blue and red, and again, as I said, it showed my teammates as blue uh, through the walls. But then I also had enemies wearing blue armor that was kind of throwing me off sometimes. So, uh, did Split Split Gates the top free-to-play game on PlayStation? It unseated Fortnite. Are you freaking serious? What is that? Is that downloads, Eugene? End of June, it's not on the list, because it didn't really go over that well. Oh, you're talking about Cyberpunk. Yeah, seeing Splitgate at the top for US, Canada, and Europe for PS and P- PS5 and PS4 free-to-play games. Most downloaded free-to-play games on PlayStation last month. Splitgate took the number one spot. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, dude. Splitgate, baby. Arena, Arena's on, the, on a comeback. I'm telling you, just give it time. Arena. It's 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 there's a lot of potential. There is a lot of potential for Arena to uh to come back in a big big way, you know. Um do 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 do. Let me give you the the, the last one here and we'll shift to Q&A. Downloads is misleading. Downloads is not player base, but 
if you're getting downloaded more than Fortnite and Call of Duty, that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, that's a st- that's a start. That means people are trying it out, you would think. I mean, they're not just downloading and then not playing it. I mean, that doesn't mean that's a sustained player base. But that's pretty dadgum good for a scrappy little title like Splitgate to get downloaded more than Call of Duty and Fortnite. I mean, that is that, that is a that is an achievement of its own right. It's it it's that means that many people tried it out. That many people are giving it a shot, which that's 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 right for p- potential uh, success. You know, that's all word of mouth too. By the way, I mean, Splitgate's not out here doing much marketing. They're trying to get their they're trying to get their dadgum servers to, to, to cool off. You know, um. Splitgate has really scratched the arena itch. I played one Crucible match and immediately logged off and went back to Splitgate. I'm telling you. Splitgate and Halo Infinite are going to make it so hard to go back to Destiny's peer-to-peer environment. It just... More and more, man. More and more, that, that, that old horse is, is, isn't going to run fast enough, I don't think, for lots of folks. Fortnite and Warzone are pretty old games. People probably aren't downloading them as much anymore. Homie. Come on, like not a not a terribly made point, but also we're talking about Fortnite and Call of Duty here. I mean, it they're getting downloaded like all day, every day, you know. Not to mention, not to mention, Fortnite just did a big event, and and uh, and Call of Duty didn't they? Didn't they just announce? Maybe they didn't just announce a trade. I might be thinking of something else. Like, I get that people don't download those games as much because they've been out longer. Sure. But that's still a pretty big achievement. Splitgate's a, a, a scrappy little game. It's not some game with a huge marketing budget built by a AAA company. Like, that's, that's, that's a heck of an achievement. PlayStation, you know, PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4, we're talking about 130 million consoles and, and, being, and, and rising to the number one free-to-play game on that platform with that market saturation... That's good. That's very, very good for them. Fortnite just did a live Ariana Grande concert. People downloaded that. Yeah, but he's pulling the numbers for last month, creature. So Ariana Grande didn't have a chance to, um, to uh, to influence. You know what I'm saying? This month might be different. A lot of folks probably downloaded Fortnite for the Ariana Grande thing because that was this month, wasn't it? It was like a couple days ago. Still, very, very good. Um, not downplaying the achievement, just applying context. Sure, sure, sure. I, it, it, it is. It is. It is good context. It's, it's helpful. But you have to consider how many people every day are downloading those games. I mean, they're, they're, they're household names now. Fortnite and Call of Duty are household names. So. Cliffy B is just sitting in a rocking chair wondering if he just waited five more years to drop Lawbreakers. I don't think Lawbreakers was a good game in general. I played it. Think, okay, think about me as a player. Back then, when I played Lawbreakers, I was like, ugh, this is a bad game. I don't like it. I canceled my trip to LA. I thought it was so bad. I played Splitgate for one afternoon and I was like, there's something special here. This is good. I don't think I don't think Lawbreakers stood a chance. I don't think it was a very good game to begin with. So I I, I played I played eight I played Splitgate for literally one match and I was like uh this is hot this is very good 
yeah, the idea of lawbreakers might maybe maybe it would ha- uh, it would stand a better chance, Jake. Sure, nowadays, but I don't know. I don't think it. Pl- I just don't think it felt or played that smooth. I just didn't like it. It felt real rough, you know. <clears throat> That's July, and Splitgate came out on like July twenty fifth. That's crazy. That it wasn't even out for the entire month of July and Splitgate was number one. That's that's a heck of an achievement. There's some context for you too, Sacrificer, that he's he's got the numbers for July and and Splitgate was only available for free to play download on the PlayStation the last week of July. It didn't even have an entire month. So it beat an entire month of Fortnite and Call of Duty. Even though they're not as not as downloaded now, they had an entire month and, and Splitgate had a week to get downloaded. It's pretty good. Splitgate is literally Halo. Love Halo. Play Splitgate. Yes and no. I, I, you got to be careful. I, I, I'm going to say yes and no to that. I, don't, I, don't, I think that's a little too uh, simplistic. Let's go at 254 for the Diablo Veda. Uh, Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one is going to be about the Diablo 2 resurrected beta and the details of how you can play it and get access as well as the time frame that it goes live. If you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss the uploads. So this is directly from blizzard.net. The war against the burning hells is about to enter a new chapter on Windows, Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, and PlayStation 4. Starting on August the 13th, at 10 a.m. Pacific. Longtime fans and new players alike will have a chance to participate in the upcoming early access test. Players can take part by pre-purchasing Diablo 2 Resurrected or the Diablo Primeval Collection on Windows, PC, or eligible consoles. Following the early access weekend on August 20th at 10 a.m., the open beta will be open to everyone on the supported platform. So, If you have pre-ordered either the Diablo 2 Resurrected or the Diablo Primeval Collection on any of those platforms, you will get early access on August the 13th at 10 a.m. Pacific. The open beta happens a week later, August 20th at 10 a.m. Pacific. Now, for me, I have concerns about both Diablo 2 Resurrected and Diablo 4 because of the last three years Blizzard having a lot of internal problems and investigation and people being fired, dismissed, laid off, and whatever. Obviously, Diablo 2 Resurrected has assets that it's already working with, so it's probably in a much safer position than Diablo 4, but many are concerned about both the quality and the substance of this game as well as the next game in the franchise. For me, I got into Diablo with both Diablo 1 and 2. And everything really changed for me in Diablo 2 when I looked up a guide on how to play a druid with the fissure build. I really liked a druid for the ability to summon. I thought the animals were cool, but there was it was hard to have a pretty strong summoning build. So I enjoyed the fact that there were some builds out there. And I remember really, really getting excited about playing Diablo 3. But Diablo 3 had a pretty rough, rough launch with both the auction house and accounts getting hacked because people were trying to make real money. So accounts were getting stolen. I remember I had a monk 
that got basically stolen from me. And Diablo 3 has really, really come full circle with the Loot 2.0 system that they outlined and their seasonal content, to the point that they are kind of seen as the authority on an ongoing loot-based game. One of the guys who was behind the Loot 2.0 system in Diablo 3 commented on a Reddit post about Anthem and had really, really good thoughts about how to protect players from themselves, how to create good ongoing player incentives, to the point that their seasonal model has even influenced games like No Man's Sky with No Man's Sky Expeditions and with No Man's Sky Frontiers teased and soon to be hopefully announced and released We hope that seasonal format from Expeditions is an ongoing thing because it really did help the ongoing experience of No Man's Sky. So with Diablo 2 resurrected open beta and closed beta right around the corner as well as the official launch of the title on September 23rd, we are very excited to both cover it and feature it here on this channel as well as give you my thoughts, my reviews, and my feedback, both live for the audience watching and then as well we try to do that for recordings later as well. So, if you enjoy these shorts videos, make sure you're subscribed to this channel, SNTR Shorts, if that's where you're watching it, or check out my main channel, SNTR Presents. We always have it listed below as a hyperlink, or you can just go to YouTube and look for SNTR Presents, a Monday through Friday talk show with these segments recorded in them, as well as live Q&A with the audience. So, hit that subscribe and bell button on either channel, and I'll see you in the next video. nose started itching like crazy during that one i hate that all right let me change the rundown over there studio mode and we'll go in here and our lead is the man himself dr disrespect and then our second is halo battle royale and our third is d to resurrected did it fit i think it fit yeah d2 resurrect we'll just put diablo 2 beta actually that'll look better diablo 2 beta okay Uh, Google beats with the first question says so i've never played a diablo game but i am thinking about playing resurrected did the Diablo games have a pretty satisfying loot system? Is it purely cosmetic? I want loot that's going to make me feel and look cool. Diablo 2 definitely offers this. One of my favorite memories of Diablo 2 is the ability to get the wolf helmet for my druid. I absolutely loved making my character look cool in Diablo 2. Um, like the loot system is really really enjoyable you can look cool you can feel cool the abilities and then the different weapons and things that you can get it very much is the the father of I think I, I would say that Diablo uh, 1, 2, and 3 are kind of the grandfathers of the modern loot uh, genre and most of the time people think of looters or looter shooters they go to Borderlands but Borderlands essentially took inspiration from Diablo. If you've ever heard Randy Pitchford talk about it, it was a napkin, you know, sketched up idea of let's make a game that is quote unquote Diablo with guns, right? Uh, so 
Diablo is the is the grandfather of modern of a lot of the modern looters that you play. The idea of going in and, and creating a character and then and then getting your loot. Now, Eugene is saying if only the game was satisfying. That's probably one of the biggest aspects of Diablo that hurts it is it it is it is a dungeon crawler, okay? Um, and so being a dungeon crawler can I think can hurt it. I think it can it can make people say I don't you know I don't like this. Like the the isometric dungeon crawler uh, crawling uh, can be for many people a bit of a, an enjoyment barrier. To the same degree that there are people who love to play shooters, they'll play Destiny and Borderlands, but they can't stand third-person shooters, so they would never touch The Division. Division could have been an amazing... It wasn't, but let's just say Division 1 and 2 were an amazing looter shooter. There are a lot of people that won't ever touch them, because they're like, I can't stand third-person. And uh, I, 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 do, I do think that that can be a barrier for dungeon crawlers as well. You know, people just don't like them. Give me one second. Next question from Unholy Monk says, do you think Doc's kick from purple, the purple platform was because they could have known about him wanting to start his own game studio? No, no. I don't think we're ever going to truly know. Obviously, all the liars and all the 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 people that took advantage of the situation, you know, to to try to like get clicks and impressions from from his situation. Um, obviously, when that happened, they there were people indicating that they knew and it was really serious and it was really bad right there was even the one girl like she like worked for purple and she said a bunch of crap she's a liar like there if there were actual real truly awful legal things that happened it'd be public record okay we know his real name the press would have found it and the press would have run with it the the, the press loves that kind of stuff right like there they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna keep that quiet okay so if there was an actually like a truly crazy awful legal situation going on whether it be criminal or 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 uh, or an actual like lawsuit or something we would know about it that'd be public record if there was an arrest warrant or record if there was a court case we would know about that because we know his name um it, it, Somebody would have found it by now, and there's nothing. Zilch. All we can do is theorize. There's a theory that he attempted to use his negotiations with Mixer to argue for more money, and then Mixer shut down, and Purple realized that he was maybe being dishonest, which... I, I don't I don't know about that. That seems unlikely that they'd be like, no, hey, wait a minute. Because Mixer was courting him. Mixer was making offers. Right? Mixer had just bought Ninja Shroud and others. Like and then all of a sudden they closed. So Mixer's offers and their closing were really close together, right? So the idea that like, oh, he was coming and negotiating and trying to leverage something and mislead purple that's a possibility that he was just trying to be a shrewd businessman and he got caught, you know, because 
Mixer was like, yeah, we're selling our platform to Facebook. And, you know, Purple was like, hey, what the frick? Right? Now, I don't necessarily know if if that was if that was enough for them to be like you're out of here but i think what really pushed him out was that they said look we now have a, a, a way to break contract with him and free up all that money cuz they wanted to go after ninja and shroud i don't think they were given a limitless budget to buy talent they had already gotten Pokimane and Tim the Tapman and Dr. Lupo. If you remember their big conference, those three were like the face of purple that year, right? And I said, I said, I guarantee you all these people are under contract, and they are, okay? So I don't think purple had limitless funds to secure talent, because securing Tim the Tapman and securing Pokimane and Lupo was expensive. There's no way it was cheap. Those guys, those guys were big tickets, okay? And a lot of that was done in the aftermath of Ninja leaving Purple. So you have to consider the context here. Ninja leaves Purple. Purple starts trying to secure people and keep them because they lose Ninja, they lose Shroud, you know, they lose Kagoth. And they're like, we got to start buying talent, okay? So they buy and they spend. And then they get Doc. And Doc's announcement was big. It was like, holy moly, they've secured the two-time. He was primed to be one of the biggest streamers on the platform. Again, because Ninja's out of the way now, right? And Doc can have his time in the sun. Keep in mind, YouTube during this time secured 100 Thieves and Courage, and YouTube's making its moves. YouTube during this time also secured some really big tournaments that Purple used to cover. So my conclusion when I see all this is, Purple does not have an inexhaustible amount of money to throw at this problem. And what problem is that? Securing talent and securing events. They clearly have limited funds for this. Now, that could be because of Amazon saying, look, you guys aren't generating enough ad revenue. We've not been very pleased with your profitability. The XVP of Purple has said the platform's not very profitable. They don't generate a ton of profit. They generate revenue and streamers make tons of money, but in the realm of profitability, meaning the margin between what they spend to operate and what they make is actually not that impressive. So with their inexhaustible funds, I'm sorry, their lack of inexhaustible funds, their limited budget, since they were losing streamers and tournaments to YouTube, losing streamers to Mixer, grabbing Pokimane, Lupo, Tapman and Doc was probably pretty expensive and when they see Ninja and Shroud basically go free agent I think they said we want to free up the most funds that we can and I think they spent the most on Doc and they said look we have we have grounds now to break contract with him we're legally protected here because he did he did XYZ whatever they kept in their back pocket They chop his head off, free up the funds, and then they start courting Ninja and Shroud. And Tyler played the game masterfully. 
He streamed on YouTube. He streamed on Purple. He talked about how both had pluses and minuses. He was basically courting offers from both, more than likely. And he probably liked the idea of a return to Purple. That didn't mean he couldn't still upload videos and montages and highlights and have a very successful YouTube channel. It was very masterfully played by Tyler and his wife. They are brilliantly navigating this business that has changed every year and grown astronomically every year. They have they're they're experts, okay? That to me is is the most I think the most accurate theory anybody could come up with. Whatever it was that allowed them to break contract with Doc. I don't think it was we don't want to work with you, we don't like you. I think it was we want ninja, we don't have any money left. <laughs> We don't have any money left. I still think Purple is in danger of being sold off by Amazon. I don't think it's a well-run company. I think they're in I think they're in trouble. I think they're going to have their own investigative house cleaning very soon in the next couple of years because of their own their own private wrongdoing. Does does Doc have a case? I feel like if he had a case, he'd be one of the guys to throw money at it and really flex on them publicly. I mean, this guy could turn a court case into a PR spectacle if anybody could. Show up in a Lambo, right? Have a camera crew with him. Like, he could he could make a spectacle out of a court case, even if he doesn't win, and end up making tons of money because all of a sudden his name's in lights and and everybody knows his name. I don't think he's I don't think he's going forward with a lawsuit because I don't think he could win, and I and I think ultimately that would end up backfiring because then it would become publicly known why he was banned and I don't think he wants that I don't think that's good for the brand that doesn't look good for the two time you want the two time to be a champion not somebody who goes and loses to purple in a court case so that is the that is the literal best I can do this guy reported that the purple CEO removed all things purple from his Twitter bio and wallpaper. He might be on the way out if it hasn't already happened. Good. I think he's terrible. I think he's truly awful. An awful CEO. Didn't do right by me and didn't do right by the situation that happened last year. Terrible CEO. I I don't think he I don't I don't think he's he's fit to run that company at all. <laughs> You find a contractual way to keep him, reduce pay, and move forward with him on the platform, but you don't ban unless you kind of have to. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think they even wanted to mess around with negotiations. I think they wanted to immediately free up the funds so they could immediately start courting Ninja. They needed the money. There's no way you were going to whittle Doc down enough to court Tyler. No freaking way. You needed big money if you were going to get Ninja to even take you seriously. At that point in time, this guy was a rock... He still is. He was a rock star at that point in time. He's got posters in Target. hes I mean, he's everywhere at that point. He's got everything going for him. You needed big money to even get him to come to the table, let alone consider the offer. They would not have been able to negotiate Doc down enough to say, look, we could break contract and ban you or we can renegotiate and pay you less that wouldn't have worked because then doc would have run to google and started courting them and it would have been a big long process they didn't want that they wanted him out the money freed up and get ninja at the table that's what they did that's what they wanted whether or not they had a right to ban him 
or whether or not Doc shared some equal blame, that's that's to never be discovered by the public. We'll never know. We'll never know unless there's a discovery process in a lawsuit. So. <clears throat> he should still be able to play with people on purple. That's my biggest issue. Yeah, yeah. That's that's just that's their standard. B420 Greenside says, what kind of game do you think Guy will make? A tactical shooter, a BR, or an arena shooter? I think it'll be a, 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 a mix between BR and arena. Given his background, I think it'll be a mixture between a battle royale and an arena. Somebody said he had like a vertical a vertical battle ray a, a vertical battle royale like um like concept art or something uh so i i don't see him making a tactical shooter no like the valorant and the and the csgo and the econ no enjoy the show on spotify thanks for keeping it there yo thank you truth down is it did it update We've been having some issues. We've been having some issues. And uh, yeah, it still hasn't updated. It's in process. We're trying to get that fixed. Um, so we, we we hope that gets fixed soon. <laughs> uh, it was two images that looked pretty cool. Maybe we'll cover that again as that develops and like look at the artwork and, you know maybe try and get some more information about what you know what he might be building uh i'm having uh mr chest pain says doc's game studios first game released br arena or something off brand yeah it's the same question we just had sorry it's a repeat uh arch enigma with diablo 2 resurrected playable soon can you go into what the original team of diablo 2 got right with respect to loot and what are the takeaways for any company making a looter um I have 900 episodes converting to a new format. It takes time. Thank you, everyone, for being patient. Yeah, Creature has found a much better way for us to distribute the podcast. Unfortunately, the process is uh, is not isn't going perfectly. But when we're done, we'll be in a much better position. So it'll be worth the pain. Um, it'll be worth it. Uh, Doc's game has to be a BR and use an engine like Unreal. The BR will have a lot of tood. Yeah, but I think he'll. Stri- I, I feel like he would strip it down a little bit more. I don't think he wants a big PUBG drawn out, boring match. I think he wants violence and speed and momentum. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what he calls it, right? Violence and s- violence, speed, momentum, right? Or VSM Arena or VSM Royale or something like that. I don't know. I, I could see him coming up with something that involves that. That could be the catchphrase or the title or something like that. You know, VSM would be oh man, dude, VSM Arena is such a freaking blast. It's a mix of Battle Royale and Arena and it just brings the violence, the speed, the momentum. It's not about, you know, camping and hiding. He's going to want action. He's going to want skill expression and, and good fights um, you know, it'll be, it'll be tough. It'll be eighties enthused, infused, you know, neon lights, you know? So VR skyscraper burning from the bottom floor up race to the top to escape. Yeah, I could see that. That might be a little bit too compared to fall guys now though. 
Imagine a BR, but it's the race to the top of a massive tower. Yeah, Sigmund Victor put the same thing. I would worry that that would just get compared to Fall Guys now. You know, that's Fall Guys' initial concept was a race to a crown, and then they decided to go with a bunch of different, um, a bunch of different modes because they were worried about, uh, you know, I think they were worried about other people, you know, getting bored. Um, Sorry, I was checking. I was checking to see if there was any news on. Nope. Checking my Twitter feed. Um. So. Yo, Kodiak Moments coming in and renewing their membership and getting the darker badge. You the best. Welcome back. Thank you guys so much for keeping the membership healthy. We'd love to get back into the 800s on members. We'd really like to get to 1,000. Uh, that's kind of my long-term goal. Imagine a BR with two-minute rounds, respawns enabled in each round. The top players with the most kills move to the next floor with a different arena. Same thing like the last five elimination style. Yeah, see, that would be good that would be good rewarding the violence the speed and the momentum right you know that could be really really good I already like that that sounds amazing you know like almost like mini qualifiers you know that's a tournament yeah but yeah but a BR that's what you do right you get eliminated and you don't get to advance to the further portions of the game when the when the circle gets smaller and the fights get more intense right you get eliminated you could create an arena style that brings that element of like getting eliminated and it getting more intense and you're more invested like the further you go you know this community rocks you guys are dope and deserve dope stuff thank you Kodiak uh that's a repeat Big Red with Doc being partnered with Boom TV do you think he'll accept more investors and essentially make it available to the public yeah I don't know I, I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know if he's going to want to do that. I think he's going to like the idea of um, it being sort of something that he drives and partners with, like, you know, indie studios and stuff and not something that, like, big money can come in and, you know... I don't know. I, we'll, we'll have to wait and see if that's the route he wants to go. From the way they described it, it sounds like they're going to work with, like, indie ex- established indie companies and for investors and money to come in, he'd probably want them to be hands-off, you know? gas station simulator oh for pete's sakes uh big red says also do you think that the purple snakes will allow the game he creates to be streamed on their service big purple streamers are already backing his studio and want to invest that's why i love this play it's just such a big it's just such a big play you know what i mean what a redemption story if in five years it's like the number one game over there <laughs> do you know like, that would be I would love that <laughs> I'd throw confetti in the air for that I'll tell you that right now I'd throw confetti in the air for that Cause I, I've been cheering for him ever since he took his break like I like to see people succeed and, and, and rise from crappy situations and turn their life around And I don't know I love a good redemption story 
and that'd be an that'd be that'd be a heck of a redemption arc, you know. He's gonna get back on purple in one way or another. Yeah, I mean, getting his game getting his game streamed over there would be hysterical because if it's popular and there's tournaments, I mean, they'd want to do their little rivals stuff with it. And what a twist of hilarious irony, you know? It's been one year on YouTube for him. Yeah, we've been over here for a year and a month. We came over a little before him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best way to beat your enemies is to succeed, succeed hardcore without them. That's right. I've always thought a cool aspect to a BR would be a team leader who has a bird's eye view of the map with specific perks, able to pin areas and items of interest uh, out of view of the players. Yeah, yeah, like a commander, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good, that would be a good BR. Call it, uh, call it the A-Team BR. And so you'd have one person who's like the vehicle expert, now be Mr. T, that'd be B.A. Baracus. And then you'd have, you know, you'd have Face... And you'd have uh, who's the who's the all oh, the, the their leader? I'm forgetting all their names now. Murdoch would be up in the sky though, like calling stuff out. You know, A team, the A team battle royale. <laughs> Get the rights to A team and make an A team battle royale where everybody plays a role. That'd be awesome. Um, wonder if Doc still plays Rogue Company. Yeah, Hannibal. Thank you. Couldn't think of Hannibal's name. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens if he decides to get a purple account for his studio like how other studios have yeah I don't know how that plays out right we joked about my wife streaming on purple to get affiliates so people could throw their prime subs you know at her and we wouldn't even need to have her on camera we could just like run a slideshow of our kids artwork with music playing or something like that would be the streams um my question on Diablo 2 was skipped. Oh, you're right. With Diablo 2 resurrected playable soon, can you go into what the original team of Diablo got right with respect to loot and what other takeaways the company can make a looter? Right, right, right. Um, for me, one of the things they mastered was the linear loot is what I used to call it. So when I would refer to games like Diablo and games like Borderlands, I refer to them as a linear loop in that you replay the game, but it changes on that on the second time around. So it's linear. You go point A to B, you know, A, B, all the way to Z, beat the game, and you do it all over again on a harder difficulty. And so they, they would they would essentially take that format I think that format made people think oh wow the game's not truly over yet the, 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 the stuff gets cooler and different and the names change and everything else so they got that right they got a lot of capital out of all of the loot pools and the enemies and the areas that they built it was really really a smart way you know one of the earliest games to essentially offer like a new game plus and what they really got right with loot doesn't land until loot 2.0 and Diablo 3 with the rift system and the seasonal content so Diablo 2 is basically the seed and the and the and the beginnings of the of the of the franchise kind of becoming a very well-known and popular looter and then until Diablo 3 with the loot 2.0 system 
there's not a uh, there's not really a big advancement until then the loot 2.0 system is is going to continue to influence looters as we know it from here on out you'll be able to look back in 10 years and say this looter shooter here this loot based game over there all these games took inspiration from Diablo 3 loot 2.0 system I mean you can see it right now in um you can see it in No Man's Sky's Expeditions. You can see it. You know? And the I I would say I would say you're gonna you're gonna continue to see that. You're gonna look back and say, oh man, another big looter shooter, another big this, another big that, whatever. And man, they took a lot of inspiration from Diablo. So Diablo 2 got some things right, but I don't think the plane fully lands. Uh, I don't think the plane fully lands until Diablo 3 loot 2.0. And no, that's not what happened, Tattoos. He pulled up his account. He pulled up his content, watched his content, and tipped him money. Um, so, uh, Ashton says, One year, Lona, one year, and Halo Infinite seems to have flipped people's opinions and perception of the game on their heads. How could they have done it that quick? It's the it's the Sonic movie principle, right? It's the Sonic movie principle. Sometimes the the screaming voices of the mob can uh, it's like a clock, you know, a stopped clock is right twice a day. Sometimes the mob gets it right. And the way that they ridiculed, memed, and made fun of so- the Sonic movie, th- look at the- look at what that turned into. Now they got you know, Idris Alba is going to be uh, what what he's going to be Knuckles. You know, now they've got a, su- a a successful, really successful movie and a sequel coming out. So, the idea that sometimes the masses get it right, and the masses and the criticism and the what the frick is this game it shook the tree hard enough that good things fell out of it and Halo Infinite has really gotten things in my mind back on track so you know if I don't know about it being done so quick either I think it was probably pretty hard and pretty tumultuous and not super fun um, for them to to walk through it you know what I mean um, boom TV is doing approving grounds and split gate ten thousand dollar invitational tournament uh, violence speed momentum can't mistake the iconic 68 frame uh, 37 inch vertical leap and the bulletproof mullet dr disrespect has arrived so captain dr disrespect is they're doing a uh, $10,000 prize pool proving grounds powered by boom split gate and they're they're doing it on tw- the purple platforms you know boom tv uh channel so he's already right he's already infiltrating you know indirectly indirectly infiltrating Mm-hmm. 
What you said yesterday, the consumer is stupid? Yeah, sometimes the consumer is stupid, because consumers can be really stupid. If you've ever worked with the public, they can be awful. You know, a stopped clock is not really all that useful, but it can be right twice a day. <laughs> to me, it's just insane. I agree, I was probably hard. it was probably hard. We got games like Destiny that have taken years to get good. They did it in a year. Even Final Fantasy took a couple of years. Well, but the proof will be in the pudding, though, Ashen. Just because people have changed their opinions doesn't mean the game's going to launch and 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 in and two months after its launch be in a great spot. It could still be just rife with problems. It could it could it could get it could get pretty rough. I mean, the the, the reviews could come in. I mean, there there could be a lot of things that could uh, that could that could end up harming its its potential success I know I gotta find a better place to set it but it's like lighting changes that we're doing we kind of have to put it there um, and just put it on the table so it's not on the ground but then you'd still have to watch out for the umbrella um yeah, Google Beats says, "Will the Loot 2.0 version be in Resurrected Edition of Diablo 2?" I don't know if they've said anything about that. I don't know if they've said anything about whether or not there will be a seasonal, you know, Loot 2.0 system in Diablo 2. Are these still all from that day? No, yeah, it's it's passable. <laughs> if the campaign leaks are true, they're going to be in for a rough time. Yeah. Also, old-gen tech tests showed some potential performance issues for the campaign. I mean, that's worrying. They said that there weren't going to be seasons a la Diablo 3 and that they were going to maintain the D2 ladder systems. Oh, they've officially stated that? Well, then there's, there's your answer. looks like it looks like I bet you I, I have a feeling that glitch punk is getting bumped another day I'm gonna restart steam just to see
Strong turnout, almost 500 likes. Yeah, it was a good day. Pretty much all the campaign info leaked from the beta flight test. It was an old build, so I wonder how reliable some of that is. Like, if they are completely changing campaign and and aspects of the story, or the, the, you know, just the textures and the cutscenes look so good in the uh, in recent trailers. Mm-mm. The Halo devs confirm they're correct and not to spoil them for others. Oh. So the story elements are what people are worried about. How much got data mined? Apparently the entire story. So that could hurt him. That hurt The Last of Us too. You know. The story got leaked and there you go. Okay, so we're going to have to um, we're going to have to divert. I don't think we're going to get into Glitchpunk today. I don't know what they're doing. That's the frustration with all these companies that put out dates and early access is you come to Steam and they're like you just can't play it. It's not available. You know. It's supposed to be playable today. It says this game plans to unlock in approximately less than an hour. I'm not going to sit around and wait. It looks cool, but I got things to do. Uh, probably gonna have to do is we could do one of the game requests which was Ratchet and Clank um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna do a uh uh 
We got Lawnmower Simulator recorded for the other channel. When's the last time we played Ratchet and Clank over here? Was it before Pirates of the Caribbean? When was that? There it is. I don't know if this... I think... I think it was Ratchet and Clank. I think it was... That's a 61. Hmm. Yeah, that's better. Ah, man. Nothing like having to... Every it's like this keeps happening, man. You know. Uh, we'll slate it for one. I don't have a good thumbnail. More Hellblade? No, I like the stopping point that we got to with Hellblade. Um, yeah, we'll just do this. It's set for one. Um, low latency. And then we'll probably try and just get a... I'll try and get a thumbnail made before we go live. And then we can redirect. Save the redirect. So about 90% either like or don't mind the shorts. Of the people that hung out today, yeah, it's it's not a bad poll. I wish we would have gotten a little bit more results on it. But that's still a pretty good sampling. Slap it in gameplay. They spent all that money on the game. They're releasing it day one on Game Pass. PvP is free to play. 
They're 100% about to milk the PvP base. Oh, yeah. It's sad to see it happen to a flagship franchise. Well, and if they're if they're playing the long game though, if they're playing the long game then third order of coffee there it is three orders a day we did it three bags to Dannenheim I will make sure you guys all get your your single penny from my song thank you Dannenheim for ordering some coffee if you guys are tuning in I'm, I'm, I'm taking time to eat before we shift years quesadilla with homemade salsa put a bandit on download on the ps5 oh is that today yeah creature i scheduled ratchet i just yeah i just scheduled it because it was like the I can do a 30 minute tonight of that glitch punk game if it becomes available. We can we can, you know, do that tomorrow. I can't find Here's, here's the coffee place. Here's RagelessRoast.com or the coffee command. I can't find uh, anywhere to order the coffee. Or I, I'm sorry. It says, I need to pick a shipping option, but I can't find anywhere on the site. So you're here. And then what? You add it to the cart. Coupon code. Apply coupon. Proceed to check checkout. Continue shopping. Can you not get can you not get there?
three bags for your penny good sir that's right that's right <laughs> yeah it might be a country code or something I can but I don't live in the US yeah that might be why we, we might have to put in your country code we do ship to outside of the US but we would need your country code to add it so that when you put that in it works You live in Norway. Okay. I mean, we've never shipped to Norway, so we'd have to add all that in. You have those same bowls, perfect for dips? Yeah, they're really good. Um... Um, as a Metroidvania fan, curious on thoughts about Grime if you've played it. Um, I thought Grime was really, really cool. I thought the layers of combat made for an interesting experience with respect to, like, your choice to attack or absorb. I thought it had really, really good potential. I played it on this, on this channel... I played it, how long did I end up playing it for? For one hour and 45 minutes, and I recommended it to people at the end of that play session. So I felt, I felt it was good enough to recommend. Yeah. I felt it was good enough to recommend. I, I, um, I've played games like that before. Um, I played games like that before, and so I'm always on the lookout for something that's like more fresh and new you know and I thought they did a good job making it feel fresh and new and and something that you know I hadn't I hadn't played before I thought they did I thought they did a good job with it Yo, what's good? Polish Bullet, how are you? Oh, we only need five likes for 500 likes. That's pretty, we're pretty close. Pretty close. Five likes to 500. Let's get 500 likes for the day. <clears throat> I think we had a high ratio of, uh, of hate watchers today. 
is usually at the end of the day our 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 viewership doesn't dip as sharply but it dipped more sharply today because as soon as we weren't uh giving them the hotness you know what i mean as soon as the spice calmed down everybody left (laughs) i think we had a lot of hate watch We did it. We did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really liked the ascent. I've been meaning to play the ascent with my wife in the evenings. Yeah. We had docs people and he went live. Oh, did he really? Oh, that might have been it. <laughs> well, why is Silk Song trending? Do we have a release date yet? Eastworld, Hornet butt waiting for, yeah, there's an Indie World showcase happening right now. Tune in for roughly 20 minutes of information. Did we get a Silk Song release date? Um, no Silk Song again, but at least, wait, but they had Silk Song in the in the in the artwork for the for the thing that's really rude the indie world showcase for nintendo they literally put silk song artwork on one of the promotional tweets like it was on the banner and apparently it wasn't included in the showcase today I have notifications set to all, but I haven't gotten any from you for almost two weeks now. I don't know what to tell you. We feel like the core audience has been showing up really, really strong. We we feel like the core audience has been has been has been really tuning in. I was excited that like Nintendo was gonna so, like finally show some stuff about like Silk Song. No. That's so weird that they used that in the promotional art and then didn't. You know what I mean? I show up, no notifications normally, only if I click reminder. Well, that's funny that you say that because we were scheduling the stream super far in advance and now we're not doing that and it doesn't seem to have affected it either way. You're saying you haven't been getting notifications for two weeks. Um, I don't know. I've had more people say, hey, I'm actually getting notifications now. I've actually had more people say the like the positive, like, hey, I'm getting noties, you know? I've been here every day. just don't understand why the notifications haven't been working. It's so weird. I, I couldn't ex- I can't explain it to you. I can't explain it to you. I have a new item in my inventory. What is this? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was from Eldest Souls. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. You get them every time? 
Yeah. That's the weirdness of YouTube, I guess. All right, let me... I forgot to upload these for Creature. I'm going to do that now while we're getting ready to transition here. Mm, ouch. Oh, man. Nobody's been good since I switched back to all back when Lono originally said it. So you switched to all and you've been getting them. Okay. I had to change notification settings and change them back before getting them regularly again. My work account gets notifications, but my home account doesn't. The only difference I can see is that I got a lot of notifications on my home account from various different subs. I think sometimes it literally does it in accordance to what channels you're interacting with the most. You know what I mean? Look on your analytics and audience under where viewers on YouTube, there'd be a percentage there. Yeah, it's been fine. It hasn't it hasn't dipped. It's not like all of a sudden people aren't getting noties or clicking on noties. Our our percentages on noties sent and reacted to are right where they've always been. So it's not like there's suddenly a glitch in the matrix where noties aren't going out. There was like a two week period where it wasn't working, and we just encouraged everybody to go sw- switch them to all. Because, like, YouTube did this thing where they put everybody on personalized or something. Um, they put everybody on personalized, and we were like, what in the frick? Why'd you do that? And then pe- nobody was getting them. Like, if I go right now and I look at people getting them, it's all, it's working. It's, it's happening. Uh, yeah. 9% typical on YouTube is a 5% to 20 subscribers who turned on all notifications. So we have a 9%. 4.3,000 people have it set to all. And they're and they're getting them. You know what I mean? Subscribers who turned all notifications for your channel. Um Oh, oh, we're actually at a 14.5, which is typically 10 to 30. So we're right in the middle there. 7,000 people have turned on all notifications for your channel. Subscribers who tuned on all notifications for your channel and enabled YouTube notifications is 4.3. So we've got plenty of people that it's turned on. It's not dipped. It's not gone down. Um, that's not. That's not an issue. Uh, we've we've we haven't had anybody coming in and saying that. There was a couple weeks there where that everybody every day people were coming in. They're like, I'm not getting noties. I'm not getting noties. Today, four point seven percent responded to the noti out of three eight six nine right now. So right now, right now, four uh, zero point four seven. Yeah, one hundred and eighty one people responded to the noti today. Usually, if we're at or above two hundred, I'm pretty happy. So that's not a that's that's a that's an okay number. That's not a stellar number, but that's good. It, it's that's that's we'll take it. 
that means people are getting them and clicking back when noties were a little weird some days were good and then like a week with none and then you asked us to check back the settings and it's been good since you just got the ratchet and clank notification yeah yeah you should have gotten the 30 minute for ratchet and clank like hey he's gonna stream ratchet and clank in 30 minutes yeah 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 Um. Uh. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. We were trying. We were trying a new site for uh, codes, and I think we got one. What does respond mean? Well, what I'm saying is. 4.7% of today's total view count came from people clicking on a notification. Like, they got the noti and they clicked on it and showed up, whether it was on the app or the website. Yeah. So, almost 5%. Basically, 5% of 4,000, right? If we we're worried about a 4,000 view count for today, and about 5% of that view came from people clicking on noti. So, right around... Uh, 200, uh, two, about 200 views. Axiom Verge 2 just surprise dropped today. It did? I didn't like the first one. I thought it was too rigid. I didn't know if they were going to create more fluidity, uh, for the second one. What's it called? Because I got Axiom Verge here when I search, but I'm not seeing the second one. Is it the multiverse one? If I go to the developer... Yeah, Axiom Verge Multiverse Digital Edition. Where do they put this? Because I can't find it in Steam. PS4 Switch in the Epic Game Store. Really? Does it look like they changed the movement or anything, Wheeze, or is it going to be about the same? Containment event is live in Rainbow Six Siege. I'm not even seeing it on the front of the store in Epic. Were you just like searching for it and it showed up? Axiom Verge 2 says coming soon in the Epic Store. Add to wish list. If you're going to get it, don't forget code LONO. Yeah, if you buy anything in the Epic Game Store, don't forget to use my code. It looks more fluid. It does look more fluid. I'm watching gameplay right now. But it's telling me that it's coming soon. Doc starting his own game studio. Yeah, it was announced yesterday. 
Coming soon to PC, only on Epic Game Store. So yeah, Epic's got the got the exclusive on it for now. They'll probably do like a temporary thing. Finally available today. Yeah, I don't know why Eurogamer is saying that. I'm I'm sitting here on the on the page and it just says coming soon. See? Axiom Verge 2 coming soon. Hasn't unlocked yet, but I was watching the showcase. Okay. Yeah, we could maybe we could maybe do a thirty minute of this tonight instead of uh, Glitch Punk. I could I could download this, record this, and do my thirty tonight since we're gonna do uh, Ratchet. Mm-mm. I bet you this unlocks in like fifteen minutes or something. Showcase said it's out now. It might just be taking a second to update on their end or something. I don't know. I wish there was a way to, like, refresh. Yeah, if you go to new releases, Citadel is, like, the most recently released. Has game development ever interested you? Oh, yeah, I would love... I would absolutely love to work with Docker or indie titles as, like, a... um, I would love to do consulting. You know? I would love it. Especially if it's a loot-based game, even PvP games, I feel like I, I would I would have I think I'd have good insights, you know, from shoutcasting at a professional level to you know playing PvP games since the early days of Quake Two, you know. Did you see from the report that the Epic trial where Epic confirmed they haven't made any profit from the Epic Game Store and they don't expect to until 2027? That's insane. That's absolutely insane to me. That 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 uh that that's even a thing. That that that, that kind of investment, that kind of a long-term plan that they've got cooking up. That's just that's crazy to me. What about a Metroidvania? Oh, yeah, I'd love to help work on a Metroidvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I would be good for consulting, visionary, big ideas, you know, stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, I'm not a coder. I'm not an engineer. I wouldn't want to be in, like, community management. Why is that insane? I guess it's not insane that they're not making profit. It's just going to take that many years is how I would phrase it. Like, I would expect it to take three years, maybe four years, not seven. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, three or four years to profitability, sure. Seven? Ah, that's crazy. Lono should consult on rogues. (laughs) Somewhat more will take a few years to get into the black. Sure, yeah, it just seems like a long time is all. Seven's pretty, pretty, pretty long. The market share and active users only spike when free games that they offer, and then they drop to minuscule to zero interaction. It's so, it's, it's, it's really competitive, man. How long it took Microsoft to have their first profitable Xbox quarter? It's nuts. 
It's nuts because so many. It was like the discussion yesterday with all of the, you know, all of the talk about greed, right? So much of that rooted in the fact that like so many of these companies just don't make. They generate tons of revenue, but they don't generate tons of profit. You know. Somewhat similar to my parents' real estate side project. They've been doing 10 years, and they're just now seeing the positives. Shapers. That's crazy. Uh, King Salty sent you a gift. What'd you send me? R- Regions of Ruin. What's this game? Regions of Ruin. Is that a new game, Salty? Basically, they have no active users and they're burning money to make games exclusive to Epic Game Store. And a lot of the deals, the company's basically uh, money once they go to Steam. Hmm. Crazy. Took me almost five years. Well, right. And I mean, I mean, I guess we need to have that mindset with what we're doing. You know what I mean? We've been we've been having calls about that very thing. You know been having calls about that very very thing um four billion in losses first four years Can you imagine having that kind of capital to be like, yeah, no, yeah, we can, we can lose, we can lose four billion, yeah. go four billion in the red. It'll, it'll end up paying off. It'll pay off in the long run. <laughs> you know, mm, I hemorrhaged money from two thousand one to two thousand six. Should I really be taking advice? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I um I've been unfortunately very lucky to get into industries and and you know lines of work where um I'm able I was able to do very little risk, very low risk. Uh with the graphic design business, it was like I didn't have to I, I didn't have to take out money or loans. You know, I had the equipment. I had the network. I had the people I could go and, and meet with for free. I spent very little money to start that business. You know, business cards, domain domain name, and then, you know, a B&I group and a, and a, and a chamber of commerce, you know? That's basically it. Yeah, I got very, I got very lucky, like doing doing the graphic design business and then getting into streaming. It was just like I just didn't have to spend a bunch of money to get started. So there was, it was like, well, let's see if I can make this work, and if not, you know, we'll be able to bounce. You know, I'd have been I'd have been able to bounce if I needed to. Give me one second. <laughs>
Okay. Up until like three years ago, investors were pressuring them to sell to just try to uh, get back to even. Epic can hit those, take those hits too. Yeah, when you're when Fortnite is just printing money, sure, sure they can. <laughs> they were able to like lower their revenue share on their on the Unreal Engine. They were making, they've been making so much money. That's why even if Game Pass, for example, isn't profitable today, they'll keep taking those hits for the long term success. Epic can't take hits like Microsoft. I mean, they can take some hits, but I mean, sure, it's not quite the same. Uh, okay. Got my PS4 capture. Hang on. Okay, that's working. Give me one second. I'm going to run upstairs real, real quick. I'll be right back. We're getting close to shifting gears. Please don't go anywhere. We'll be doing some Ratchet and Clank. And then don't forget Lawnmower Simulator. We have a premiere of that over on gaming later today.
Okay. We are going to shift gears here. Let's see. Let me go back and make sure and feature the appropriate video here. So that way, if you're looking for the Ratchet and Clank gameplay, unfortunately, I'm just having to reuse an old, old thumb. I didn't have one made for today. Um, but I think it's an old enough video that it should be fine. I'll give you a hyperlink. So you can click the link in chat and you can come with us with the live redirect or click the link in chat. It may pop up and say, hey, do you want to come on the live redirect with us? It may not. Okay. So if it doesn't, you can go back to the main channel and look for the featured video. Click the link in chat. That will also work. Uh, or just let live redirect bring you. Okay, I'll see you guys over there. We're going to do some Ratchet and Clank to honor a viewer request from one of the guys at Tier 3, and then we're going to do Lawn Mowing Simulator Premiere over on Gaming. All right, I'll see you guys over there. Click the link in chat. We're not leaving this channel. We're not. We're staying on this channel. We're just going to a different video.